Tonight on the show, make sure your little ones plug their ears because Jerry Bernardo comes in and says six swear words, maybe seven. Gene Woods tells us some awesome stories about getting off of tickets, and I talk about myself. Oh, Tristan Hart tells us how to win Extreme Enduros by not quitting, even if you don't have any foot pegs on your motorcycle. You really have to listen to this show. On. Oh, you're on. Ladies and gentlemen, Gene Woods is off camera. Jimmy's in hair and makeup. Jerry Bonato, TikTok Taco Tuesday here in the land of the dirt people, a.k.a. Pahrump, Nevada. It is a beautiful, vast expanse of desert and unique homes. It's quite, it's Ojai. It's Ojai? Ojai's in California. Okay. And Jimmy Rich Lewis, there. as you can tell, Gene, slide over a little bit. There oh, you I go. got it. He All right. It. As you can tell, Jimmy Lewis had spent hours and hours and hours preparing, ironing his brand new Tech Talk Taco <laughs> Tuesday shirt that I designed for him, along with the help of my good friend, Tim Beaumont, to Tim Beaumont from England, who's a great motorsports artist. How are you? It's good. It's nice to not have to do much at my show. This is what I'm trying to, I'm trying to move on. I see you not nestled into that microphone quite cozily. Why don't we give you a full microphone? No, it, are you picking up my audio? I don't want that thing looking at me. It's like getting headbutted by Matt's Whoopi Goldberg. trying to figure stuff out right now. Well, uh, I realized we didn't have enough headphones, so I had to scramble for the headphones. I was gonna, some right here. I was going to do that right before the show. Here's a set of headphones right here. I yeah, have yeah, headphones, so, so. but well, I, I don't give have these to have them on. I can give these to Gene. Yeah, those ones are good. Welcome, everybody. This is the show where we talk about motorcycle, motorcycle-related products, and how not to do a live. This isn't a podcast. This is a broadcast. Matt's drinking tonight. Here we go. Look at him. And they're up. I haven't even started yet, Jerry. <laughs> I noticed that you brought in a couple of bottles of adult beverage. There. Those, those are there just in case it gets... I know what you tried to do. Now I've got it all figured out. We went to Mexican restaurant. El Jefe. Right. El Jefe. Right. Nice, some thick sauces. Some yeah. you, you really encourage the chicken mole. Yeah, I, I saw the encouragement, you know. And then we went and got ice cream. And I mean, when I was driving home, I was going through a real big sugar high. And and you're, you're waiting for my crash to come on. Welcome to my world. And then you can take over Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I've seen this. I've seen you plotting. You don't want to be on somebody else's podcast. You want to have your oh, own. Exclusive rights to Jimmy's podcast. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody's calling my phone going, hey, we should get you on a podcast. But there has been a few trickles of people interested in possibly maybe having me come on and tell some stories. But no one ever has said these words. Hey, Jerry, how about you come on? My podcast name goes here. I will pay you money from sponsors that they have that they get trickles a little bit into my pocket so I can buy more pizza. Never happens. Right. So this podcast I'm doing out of the goodness of Gene's heart. Well, I know. Gene bought dinner. Dutch, he you, actually you, did. You got, a free, you. you got a free dinner. You bought the ice cream. Thank you for the ice cream. Yeah. Well, the, I, like I said, the ice cream was all Jerry's ploy. I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling this right now. Can so we like, talk about shift shaft splines and what happens when they get all jacked up and your shifter goes like this? This is the, the race. This is the purpose of the show, Matt. Did we send the link out to the guy with the Beta 200? Working on that part. Oh, he's I working on that. Going, so. Oh, another mic? Well, that mic over there should work, too. I'm drinking can... clear Bud Light, Dad. <laughs> um, is it working? My battery is sufficiently charged. We should have a call in a matter of uh, 15 minutes. Oh, this minutes. is good. This is good. 
We're going to get, I, I talked to a guy, he rides extreme enduros. You might yeah. have heard of him, Tristan Hart. Okay, let's just go backwards. I thought of this. Oh, I you sent want, them your you, way. You want all the credit? No, I don't want all of it. I am, I am actually, I like to mess around. No, you absolutely. I even like should. to fuck around. Yeah. But I thought this was such a great story. That's, we're not going to hold on. I'm, the cat I, out of the bag yet. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, hold on. I'm going to make it. That's one of your six, um, um, F-bombs? Yeah. Okay. okay. One of the six. I allowed Jerry six. Six? <laughs> I didn't realize I was. Was this a 15-minute show? Now we've lost the whole television program. See what us. happens when you mock. Did somebody push on a button that they shouldn't have? But No. Okay. Well, uh, so we have a couple questions. But, of course, the show number 190 would not be possible without the help of some really fine sponsors of ours. Of course, we're talking about... Double take so mirrors, bulletproof design, seat concepts, fast company, trail tech, DDC. I'm going to run a DDC sprocket on my YZ125 when I get, I'm actually, I've already got my pit board with the words on it for the whole moto. It says last. Breath. Last. I got, yeah, breath. No. Let Brock cry. I, somehow, somehow <laughs> I got invited to ride a 125 invitational race at the Hangtown National Motocross. So, so I'll be running most of my sponsors on there. Climb, Scott Sports. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to recruit a goggle guy at the ripe old age of um, 54. At 54, and Chris Kiefer, our good friend, just raced the Pala National the other day. He came unstuck, had to piss a little blood, some broken ribs. He was probably he was probably good. trying to go fast. Well, no, I know, but you know, whether you're young or old, it's a tough sport when you're not on the motorcycle. Yeah, when you hit the ground, yeah, no good. Uh, Taco Moto. Bringing you a rooster. Do we have rooster endos today, Matt? Yes. We do. Okay. And of course, Yamaha. And I will be riding the Yamaha YZ125 because that's uh, my bike of choice for motocross. And I'm not even lying. And not because they're a sponsor or anything. Because it's my own 2005 YZ125. Had it since I got it used in 2008. Correct throttle position for YZ125. No, wait. See, see the straight line here? Elbow to knuckle. This is like when you're a teenager in your room. YZ125. No, you're doing that wrong. No, no. no. Just yank. No, no. It's all. Okay. All right. You tell us. So you, so here, here, I, I like that when, 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 when you started talking about your arm being level. Right. So Jerry's holding his arm up level right now. And then he takes the throttle and he twists it and he drops and he bangs his elbow. Well, what you do, the proper you technique reach, you is you re-grip. There we go, Gene. He knows what wide open is, Jerry. Yeah. It's it's you take the throttle, you grab it like this, then you hold it like that, and then you're in perfect position holding it wide open. Wow. The things you learn on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is right. I feel like a douchebag right now. <laughs> That's not mocked down, is it? No. Don't, I think, no, you don't. No, I, I, get, I get a free D-bomb. <laughs> so, uh, Hi, Victor. Hey, welcome to the uh, show. Uh, Astro Leader just got back from a ride. What a better day to... What better day to end the day is some TTT. Sounds good. It's we hard. Need, it's we hard need to, to get a story from Gene. Okay. I, well, oh, you ready? What do you want to hear? I, I want to hear something about that massage chair was great. <laughs> yeah, well, that took a left turn quick. <laughs> well, well, I tell you, I tell you what, Jerry. Between between you be here for an hour. You leave now. Between me trying to interrupt you, I don't think Gene's going to get a word in. Edgewise, no. That's why I'm trying to well, kickstart him. I was going to tell you why I was in the massage chair, but let's hear it. Well, two days ago, I was sitting there. I was taking a poop, and I reached around the toilet paper. It was on this side. And I reached out to get the toilet paper, and I sneezed, and it about broke my ribs. <laughs> so at the ripe old age, did you, did you sixty-five? Did you piss out a kidney stone while you were on the? No, that no. was that was three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. 
it's 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 fun getting old, isn't it? All the new things you get to experience that the kids know nothing about. Hospice care. <laughs> so social security benefits. What kind of diapers you have? Uh, <laughs> here's one thing though. Seriously, I do admit I'm 65. I do get social security. But you know what I got, Matt, from Uncle Sam? That a- bastard. Free gym membership, LVAC, free gym membership. There you go. Because of your age. Because I'm old. Why would they give gym memberships to old people? So they don't die. They want to keep them healthy, so I don't have to give them any money for it. Oh, so so it's like it's not the gym giving it to you. The government's government's subsidizing. They want to keep you healthy because if you get unhealthy, then you stop bleeding into the Medicare system. And I don't want to have anything to do with that because every time I go to a doctor and my elbow hurts, boom, proctology examination. Hate it. But you keep going back. I didn't say that. Yeah. Well, you did I, drive me three times. I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about I'm more worried about like, you know, the the creeper effect when you end up at the at the gym. The creeper effect. Yeah. The creeper effect. Mean? The old dude cruising around the gym. Just, you know. You're there a lot tell, more than you should be. Tell them the story you told me. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to use all the rest of the five marks that I have. So I was doing back, you know. <laughs> okay, uh, Gene. I thought you were going to tell us a story about Speedway being the three-time national Speedway oh, yeah. champion, Whoa. and you know, I mean, when we had wooden spokes back then. <sighs> tell yeah. tell us the story about the time uh, when you. Put your foot up on the engine and expose your foot peg because the guy. Well, no, that tell was, us that, that story. That was, Go to the beginning. Okay. This is good. So, a long time ago, we were in a scratch heat race and they have four guys on the line. Pretty simple. I drew three. I'm lined up in three and I was crowding the line a little bit, just trying to get a good starting spot. The guy next to me was, probably shouldn't have been in the scratch race and it was kind of one of his first deals. He calls a referee over and he's tapped me on the shoulder, telling me to get out of the way. Turned into a little thing. Referee made me move over. So I'm like, okay, kid, I have to teach you a lesson now. So I just tapes went up and I just picked my foot up and set it on the motor case and just kind of just turned right a little bit and stuck my, you've seen this people like they've got a foot peg that's solid about yeah. eight inches long. And I just stuck it in his front wheel. And next thing I know, we're, we're at a dead stop and he has no spokes in the front wheel. We went about 30 feet and it was over with. So that was, that was the yeah. 12 o'clock to six o'clock now gone. Almost like <laughs> Seth Enslow when he did the OJ. Yeah, got that. Uh, okay, Matt, you see some? Que- I saw some questions float up there. Yep. Our friend Victor, we call him Bugsy Face. Now, okay, Victor Andrade, good friend of ours. I call him Chef Three, a member of the legendary Focu Racing team that you're a member of. Okay, Matt's a member of. Gene's a member of. Victor went on a tour on his dual sport bike, and he went up to Yosemite. Blah blah blah, and he sent me a picture, and his eyes all swollen up, just like. And I could tell right away, I'm all, his wife didn't punch him. I go, bug bite. He drove, he was going down the road in Yosemite, swarm of bees, three went at his helmet, couldn't let go of the boss. Geek, 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 geek. They were all stinging him. He's all swollen up. I just, I just thought he used that, like I said, the Instagram app where it makes it puffs your lips up and pu- gives you nice, it smooths your skin no, out. No, it wasn't Vi- Viagra mascara. He gets stung <laughs> by bees and then he had to drive home 290 miles. And you like that because when there's pain and suffering and a long road, well, like you see ghosts and they look like Malcolm Smith. Just enjoy it. I mean, Just, like it's free. Yeah. Usually. So this is Victor. Que paso, homes, hermano. This is fucked. <laughs> two. Um, two. Yeah. There we go. Damn it. Got it. it. Some children listen to this. Actually, they don't really listen to it. It's like their dad's listening to it, like, you know, in the garage. 
and then they can't they can't hang out in the garage. Jerry, you're preventing kids from learning about motorcycle maintenance with the with the the. the I, I was born. Slight in, use I was of, born in Boston. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so Matt, we have another question. Yeah. So, Paul uh, Brinston, what's your all? What's what's your all favorite all around bike that are older than 15 years? XR650R with the Pro Circuit Reverse Megaphone System, 1548 gears and 41 millimeter FCR carb. Um, no, not that. <laughs> I think that's what Paul's well, that, saying. That's is his, his, that's his bike. Yeah, I think that's his favorite bike. Oh, that, uh, got it. Reverse megaphone. That's a really old school, yeah. right? Right, Gene. Yeah, right. Um, I like how reverse megaphones what, are just an burn. F- what's an FCR carburetor? <laughs> we it's all fuel injected these days. Oh, the FCR is the is the the same carburetor that was used in all the four strokes, the fast four strokes, because had a pump had a pumper on it. Right. And it was. They were they were on street bikes and then they started cutting them off and you know putting them in single on four stroke singles and because they had the accelerator pump they were better than anything else but yeah so he put a big carb on it big pumper carb on it and uh, he has a loud pipe and he has gearing that'll go 114 miles an hour really if everything he says the rest of the stuff about his bike is true and he weighs about 180 190 pounds because if you weigh 160 pounds it spins it doesn't go that fast hmm. how do I know this. Because you know it's everything a, about motorcycles. No, I mean, is that tucked in or sitting upright? I just just um, you got you don't want to get too tucked in. It depends on you know like your size. Like bigger guys right. are, believe it or not, more aerodynamic. Put a little skinny guy on there, and the bike goes slower. I made it all up. Uh, did so? Did you send our our guy mm-hmm. with the Beta two hundred yes. link? Okay, good. So hopefully he'll uh, chime in, and you put the link to the. If you're if you're actually watching this live, you can join us uh, via Zoom. As, as long as you're not like one of the guys that likes to um, put us on the BBC network. Yeah, we're putting, uh, I'm doing things a little bit differently with that. So, oh, you've got, you've got a, it's no longer in the description. What so. time is Canada oh. supposed to call in? Um, Canada was going to call in at, at uh, 720. So it's pretty soon. Okay. Cause I'm really pumped for this story. I, I am. My guy t- weighs 185 pounds. 180. He needs to put on some weight. <laughs> What's that gang sign emoticon after 185? What's that? It's okay. Oh, okay. I can text him and uh, I just was because I'm stoked for the story because I, I stumbled across it on the Internet. And I'm like, I, I've been in the motorcycle industry a long time. I've asked a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions about what I saw on this clip. And it's just unbelievable. I, I, I'm exactly the same. That's why I brought it to your attention. That's there's many facets to dig into. Uh, so the question is, so DH, and that means Danny Hamill would go faster than you, Jimmy. Uh, yes. Yeah, I could never figure it out because he was kind of a he was kind of a plump boy. He was a big boy, and I'm like I'm lighter and, and whatever. But no, he got the bike to stick to the ground better, and that's just on a freaking dry lake bed or pavement. Believe it or not, he how about would, how about the Danny Hamill body position up on the pegs, leaning forward, crotch right above the gas cap, hips on the handlebars, head up, straight out. Taped. I don't know what the arm position is. For his, his, his arms are still up because he regripped the throttle yeah. and twisted just, it all. But the remember way. him standing forward, just yeah. hauling. That's, that guy was so bloody fast. That's the right way to do it. That's that's the proper proper way. You ever see him ride Danny Hamill? Yeah. Saw so him ride the uh, Atlanta Grand Prix. Unbelievable. Smoked everybody. Smoked him. Yeah. Coming yeah. into that little chicane. Gee, minute to get up. Up the top on the pavement. That was the option. Seat concept seats are proudly handmade and developed in the USA by motorcycle enthusiasts. Do you know this, Jerry? 
I've designed a couple of little logos for Seat Concepts. That's a really Scott Dennison when he used to work there, a good friend of mine. And yes, I know they make quite extraordinarily awesome seats. So bravo. They've been saving your ass since 2008. Mine did you write that copy? No. They no, be shaving they, your they, That sounds they, like something on the they, news. They 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 gave that copy to me. I was kind of surprised, but they get the show. That's all right. I'm gonna do I as get as long a, as the product works. Do I get it? It's all show, no go. They can yeah. rocks. Do I get a ding for saying ass? No. Okay. I'm not, you could say whatever you want. It's your show. I'm the one that's two down out of six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got I'm gonna bit. save the last one for a really good sentence, Matt. So get ready. So okay. when you well, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Buckle up. Buckle up. I thought you said it. I thought you changed the B to an F. I, I'm so sensitive to this right now. So I'm wearing headphones and you will have to wear the headphones when the call comes in. I'm pretty depressed. Erica left. I hope she's not watching. <laughs> she's on a Zoom call. I don't think she watches. There's our call. Okay. so This I, is great. Okay, here we go. Hold on. I got to plug it in. <laughs> this so, story is awesome. Though. It is. <laughs> you got to put these on so you can hear it, right? Tristan Hart, welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. We're checking your sound levels right now, or my producer guy is pretending like it is, but he's staring at his Bud Light Ultra drink, whatever he's drinking. I, I don't know. <laughs> so the soundboard's kind of far away from me. So, uh, anyways, uh, so Jerry Bernard, my good friend Jerry Bernardo, saw the clip of you finishing the which that was the the one with no foot pegs, tough like roar, tough like roar race. Yep. Okay, so the story that we need is when did the foot pegs break off? What pegs? Okay, here, I'll take, I'm going to grab the handlebars right now. Tristan, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, buddy. Sorry, I drank a coffee. All right, here's the scoop. The clip is you're coming across the finish line at the end of an extreme enduro, tough like Rua, which we all know from the pictures is a gnarly ass race lots of off camera big boulders as big as coolest moss on them just snotty nasty tough enduro cross you come across the finish line and stop and the camera guy pans around your bike looks down at the side of the bike the right side foot peg is completely amputated no nub no nothing <laughs> cameraman kid you, you can laugh cameraman continues around the front of the bike that's where the front tire is jimmy I, okay gets to this. the other side guess what's missing too the siamese twin of the other peg you cut off both foot pegs how the hell did you do that to be honest i'm not too sure i think i hit some rocks i mean i was telling people i should buy a lottery ticket because those foot pegs are really strong and that just it's never happened before, so I don't know. <laughs> That's just, it was super strange that it happened. It definitely shouldn't have happened, but it did. And and there was, I think, two over two hours left in the race at the point when I uh, lost the second one. So okay, this is, like this is what, this is what I wanted to get. When, yeah, when did the second one come off? Because, and, 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 and just to, to back, back Tristan up on this, I've ridden a lot of miles and a lot of KTMs and a lot of extreme enduro stuff. And I've never ripped a foot peg off and I've hit them really hard. I've moved some big boulders with my foot pegs, stock ones, modified ones, all kinds of stuff. And like, literally when you see the video, Matt, we have this video, right? We could, yeah, we, could, we, pull it up, we yeah. could actually pull it up and roll it for, so people can see uh, that are, that are watching. And then I, I will make sure we don't blow out our own ears here. Yeah. I'll describe it and talk over it. But all you had was essentially, the the pins in the frame 
<laughs> there was there was maybe what about two to three millimeters of foot peg material left. There was a there was one spike on each side. So I think each foot peg has twenty one spikes, and there was one left on each side. <laughs> so that was that was pretty much it. But I did a lot of sitting, to be honest, because if I committed to standing up on that one spike, and then if I was fully committed to that and I slipped, it almost made it worse. And then, you know, a crash was almost inevitable at that point. So I was not like, I wasn't super comfortable standing for the rest of the race. I was sitting quite a bit. Did Did you get monkey butt? Yeah, it was bad because <laughs> I, have, I run a rib. Do you have any pictures? With the, <laughs> no. Okay, does it look like beef jerky for sale on the side of the road in Kentucky on a hot summer's day? Did your God, mom help you? Nice do you know a nurse? <laughs> I just have two words no. to say maxi pad. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, any, anyways. You laugh, Matt. It's okay. Well, so, so just, just to, to, I mean, I, 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 I know a little bit about like teaching motorcycle riding technique and we teach that you really control the bike, steer the bike, maneuver the bike through the foot pegs. And it's like, it's like, there's so much balance that goes on there. Once you kind of take that away, that's a big problem. <laughs> you would say. Yeah. I mean, an extreme enduro weighting the pegs is one of the most important things. Maybe maybe more than any other discipline in dirt biking, just because it's all about finding traction before the slippery rocks or before the roots. So weighting, weighting the pegs is super important. Cause, cause uh, you're, we cause, run, cause you're trying, you're trying to weight the bike when the traction's good and then unweight it when you come on to the no traction situation. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, if it's a slippery route, you're going to, push really hard into the pegs right before it and then you're going to kind of lift up and try and you're going to let off the gas base and just roll over whatever's slippery so you're constantly pushing on the pegs pulling up a little bit pushing them like basically just reading the terrain and so the pegs are super important most of us run pegs that are further down like five mil down five mil back to make it even to help us even more so like it's crazy how important the foot pegs are and in this course, especially this year, they made it absolutely insane. For sure, the toughest one in North America, I think. And I had walked it with some of my friends, this last section called Nightmare. And the night before the race, I was actually, I woke up at 3 a.m. And I was actually like scared because <laughs> I'm like, it was so gnarly. And so right after I broke my second foot peg, I started thinking about the Nightmare section. And that's when I started screaming for my mechanic because the last time I saw him at check I was I still had one foot peg so I told him to meet me out somewhere with the other foot peg and the next time I saw him I was missing the other foot peg <laughs> so at that point it was just uh it was decided I decided I guess we decided together that I was just gonna finish the race and I was just going to do as good as I can do. And at that point, I thought maybe a top 10 just to salvage some points because I honestly didn't think didn't, it was possible didn't we to miss, ride. Didn't we miss the most important part of this thing? What, what's that, Gene? He won this thing. with no yeah, 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 yeah. So so you, you, you won. You beat Cody Webb. 
You beat Johnny Walker. Yeah. I seven minutes over second place. Thank you very much. I have a question, Tristan. <laughs> Tristan, can I interject with a quick question? Yeah. <clears throat> have you ever watched soccer? Yeah, I used to play it. Okay. No knock. I used to be a goalie myself, but I'm talking when the guy gets bumped in the elbow and he falls down and screams, ah, and he grabs his leg <laughs> and he's like dying and he wants to leave the game. The element of DNF never crossed your mind. That's what I love the most about you and this story because you had no footbags and you didn't go, yeah, bro, I'm out. Nah, it's too hard. You just kept riding <laughs> and you just crushed them. Dude, Cody Webb is no slouch. Johnny Walker, badass. By seven minutes over second place, coast to coast high five. <laughs> Maybe you should sit down more often. Yeah. Gene is a world famous speedway and flat track racer. Uh, So he's, he's, well, you don't really sit down on the speedway bike yet. On the speedway, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'll give that to you. So you're waiting the right peg with the speedway bike. So that's how you are. It it, it just looks like you're sitting down. Le- arm level. Yeah. <laughs> we had a discussion on how to how to turn the throttle wide open, and Jerry likes to turn it and drop his wrists down. Maybe you can help us. Maybe help us this. He he likes to take it and and hold his arm level and then drop his wrist all the way down. And I thought it would be much better to actually regrip and then just yank it and hold it wide open so your wrist is level when it's wide open. Yeah, well, I uh, yeah, think so. Uh, the, the second the second uh, method would be better. Note to teenage Jerry, grip and yank. <laughs> grip and yank. <laughs> Give me a fucking pen. Oh, hey, hey uh, there we go. That's strike three. Uh, does, does, so how do, you, how do you do pivot turns? Well, With that no was foot one peg. of the hardest things to do, for sure, because the outside foot peg is super crucial, but... I think some of them, I was trying to grab my foot on the foot peg. Same with the side hill I was trying to, but if my foot just slipped, I'd instantly just go to my butt and, you know, just whip it around or, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was just, side hills, there's not really, there's not really much I could do. And it was really working my leg muscles, like my inner thighs in different ways because I couldn't have it on the peg. So I was having to basically hold it up in the air off the ground in certain places. So it was a lot of extra work, leg, that's for sure. Yeah, leg lifts. I was thinking, you know, like you're lifting, you're, you're holding your legs up. Like if you're riding in a really rutted race where you're lifting your legs up. But the, the other thing is like, so on the on the off-camber side hills where you're you're trying to weight the outside foot peg, no no good. Well, what, what about the feel of the brake on the thing? You're, you're stomping on the brake. You have, no, you have no leverage from your heel to your toe. So you're using your whole leg and you're stomping on the brake. You know, that's, yeah, that's going to be using the shift break. in the thing. Yeah. Downhills. Hey, yeah. Matt, do you, do you have that video? Can we mm-hmm. pop that video up? We're going to go ahead and play the video here. I just while went we... ahead and muted it so, okay, oh. because we have no audio. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, no visor either? Yeah. Good job, Yeah, so I, I actually... Uh, Actually, a pretty big crash, like the first corner. I mean, there the it is. Here it is. The nub. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's the nub on the brake side, and then he goes to check the other side and uh, another one. <laughs> Did the thought ever cross your mind to pull off and quit? Seriously? No, that definitely never. That never came to my mind. I was I love for it. sure finishing. I was for sure gonna finish the lap out at least as. Because there's a time limit. Right. So I didn't know if I was right. going to finish the whole lap in the time, but I was going to 
go as far as I could because I wasn't just going to go back to the pitch and <laughs> sit there and do nothing, right? No, that's yeah. awesome. That's a bet. Were you surprised that you beat Cody by seven minutes? So when I first lost uh, the first foot peg, I was with Johnny and Cody and Ryder. We were all in a group on lap one because lap one was basically just a trail ride with a couple obstacles. So I was able to ride with them with one foot peg somewhat easily. And then after the pit, lap two is when they add a bunch of sections in, like maybe 10 to 15 sections they added in. And once we got to the first really tough sections, Cody just, the first section he cleaned so good and I screwed it up with one foot peg. So I'm like, well, <laughs> not going to see Cody again. And then the next obstacle, I think, is where I broke the next one. And I'm like, great. <laughs> so now my chances of seeing them just went to absolute zero. But I just I just kept on going because I'm like, Robbie's going to be up here somewhere, my mechanic. And I hope he brought two pegs now. <laughs> <laughs> but then all of a sudden, I got to the third or fourth tough section and Cody was there. And I was just kind of baffled a bit. I'm like, huh, that's that's kind of interesting. I don't know what's going on here. But so then I rode with him for the next three sections and we got to a really tough one and he kind of gapped me again. And that's where I started screaming for Robbie out of like desperation or I was panicking a bit, I guess. And then then I saw my mechanic and he only had one foot peg because <laughs> I get, yeah, obviously he didn't. He didn't know I was going to break another one randomly. So, so I decided that I wasn't going to change the foot peg because I had to do it myself. And that would have taken me five minutes to do just one. And I was only going to have one. So I'm like, that's not going to drastically change my ride. So then from that point on, I just had it in my mind that I was going to finish the race with no foot pegs. And I was just going to do, I was going to do the best I can do. And then miraculously, I, I caught up to Cody a little bit later and we were riding together for a bit. And then all of a sudden I was in front of him and then he wasn't behind me and I didn't know where he was. And I was like, wow. And then I was like really surprised what was happening. <laughs> and then the next 30 minutes, I didn't see him at all. And then I, I think my head started growing a bit too much then. Cause I was like really wondering what was going on. <laughs> wondering if he got lost or broke down because riding around with no foot pegs and wondering yeah. what's going on. <laughs> So, so you're, you're Canadian. Yeah. And, uh, you started doing, when did you start doing the extreme and drill stuff? Mm, started riding the enduro cross in 2012. And at that point in North America, extreme enduro still wasn't around. Like in Europe, they had Romaniacs and Erzberg, but in North America, they maybe had Tennessee knockout in 2012, but that was it. Oh, come on. And you got to you gotta, you gotta throw, throw King of the Motos in there. Oh, yeah, that's true. They did have that. that there was maybe crappy two event. in North America, <laughs> but it was still like a really small sport, right? Correct. So I think 2017, I did King of Motos and maybe Rev Limiter for the first time. So I did maybe two in 2017 and maybe two in 2018. And being from Canada, everything is where I live. It's all mountains. So it was always just cool for me to go in the mountains and ride really gnarly stuff. I always enjoyed that. So it was just super natural for me to start competing in these races, uh, riding on terrain that shouldn't be rideable. I found that 
really cool, I guess. <laughs> so, so do you have a trials background at all? Uh, no, I actually, I started in motocross. I won a Canadian championship on a 50 and then I broke my femur when I was like seven. And then we, we quit dirt biking for like five years because hey, my parents said it was too dangerous. And now look at you. <laughs> um, so, and, and, uh, and so, so your, your whole focus has just been extreme enduro, extreme enduro pretty much the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. It's always kind of just what I'd like to do. And it was never, never felt like a job to me at all. I just always enjoyed going out and riding something that was impossible. And if I had to push my bike up it, I was going to push my bike up it and I was going to get up, going to get up the obstacle no matter what it took, I guess. <laughs> and, and so in, and it's kind of strange because, you know, most of the guys you're competing against, especially the guys from Europe all come from a pretty strong trials background. And then, and then to, you know, it's, it's, I find it really interesting to see that somebody can actually just specialize in, you know, riding the extreme enduro without that crazy trials kind of skill set or background to, to, you know, to kind of, you know, have, have all those years of training kind of with, with the balance and the traction in their back pocket. Yeah. So for like the first, up until like maybe one or two years ago, the only guys that podiumed hard enduro were guys that grew up for 20 years on a trials bike, just because of the, it teaches you the throttle, the clutch body position, because you can't be lazy on a trials bike. You have to work with the bike. We're on a dirt bike. You have the extra suspension so you can be lazy and just hit it hard and maybe bounce right up it. But now with the tracks being so tough the last 10 or so years, the trials guys just have a huge advantage. So it's just, for most of my childhood, guys like Cody Webb, they had just had so much trial skill and they made everything look so easy. So I just, to me, it never even seemed possible to beat them because I didn't grow up on a trials bike. I didn't have those skills. So I was just never going to beat them in my mind, basically, because at that point, no one, no enduro guy that didn't grow up on a trials bike ever beat those guys. So it was just for me, just going out and having fun and was never an option to beat the top guys, I guess you would say. Yeah. And so you definitely put in the work. I mean, I I just remember, I remember from, you know, seeing you at King of the Motos when you're just a young guy coming down for this and then, and then, you know, all of a sudden start popping up in the results and kind of going up in the results. And it was first, like, I knew you were a Canadian guy. I'm like, what are they doing up there? And now there's a, there's a few of you guys. Yes. Yep. There's definitely growing heavily in Canada because Mostly all the riding we do up here is, you know, medium enduro to extreme enduro. And we just, we just think it's normal. <laughs> so when Americans come up here and ride, they're like, damn, this stuff, this stuff's gnarly. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, what did you think of the race over in Hawaii? Did they make that one tough enough? Yeah, that one was actually really tough. Yeah, they the were like kind of playing it. They were playing it down a bit. Like it wasn't going to be tough. So we didn't get to walk much uh, or see much of the hard stuff. And then, when I came around on lap one, I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got tough. a bunch of friends over in Hawaii and they said it was gnarly over there at that yeah, one. Th those, those guys don't know what regular enduro riding is. Like when they say it's an enduro, it's yeah. a survival race. Like the Kauai Heron Hound. Yeah. The Kauai, they call it a Heron Hound. And you go down the beach for a mile and a half and you turn into the forest. And then seven hours later, you come out of a 35 mile loop. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely gnarly over there. Yeah. Guys, top, top Super 10 strange. trials bikes. <laughs> All right. Well, we give you high five for not only winning, we give you high five for not quitting. And I think that you should give me Auntie Callanan's phone number because I'm going to put a call into him so we can say no when I tell him he should double your bonus. <laughs> Do you like yeah, that idea? Double the, bonus. Come on. If it was the UFC, one of the, you'd get performance of the night. <laughs> probably one of the greatest rides I've ever had in my life, to be honest. That was awesome. Seriously. Yeah, I wish I wish we I, I, I would kind of start. You know, I don't have time, but I want to start scrubbing the Internet. So I want to watch the technique for the sitting because as I get older, I tend to sit down more. I think just a, yeah. a, a, the old old guy style, but I want to see the I want to see the technique with no foot pegs. Hey, you're, you're also getting the opportunity this year to go over and race the the world championships. Yeah, this year I'm racing the full world championship. So, which which ones have you done previous to this year? You've done Erzberg, of course. Yeah, Erzberg, Romaniacs, uh, last year Outliers and TKO was in it. Yes, so a Canadian and an American. And I also went over and did Hispania, which is in Spain. So right. I've done four. Yeah. yeah. What, about, what about Hell's Gate and Roof of Africa? Do those names excite you at all? Roof of Africa has a lot of rocks. Uh, that race is not in the world championship. I don't care. I just want to know if you want to ride it. <laughs> 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 well, to be honest, uh, it's it too easy cool now to go there, but. <laughs> the travel schedule to South Africa is not ideal for someone from North America. And I already have so much travel. So for me, it actually saved me like a lot of time in airports and airplanes. So I'm a little glad it got taken out. To See, that's honest. something <laughs> that when we did television, everybody would say, oh, Jerry, you have the greatest job in the world. You get to go all these races. That's because they're not in an airport and they're not on a delayed flight. And they're not sitting next to a fat baby smoking a cigar, crying, throwing pudding on you. <laughs> <laughs> that happens in the real world. I don't know about in Canada where Guy Giraud lives and Guy Peretta, whatever he's doing. They both live there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, Jerry, but Jerry, they're our age. I don't care. We're not <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hear you on the travel thing, but um, yeah, well, good luck on that. So do you like the ones where they do, how much navigation are they doing in the, with the GPSs? like, I know Romaniacs was very, not very marked, marked very much. Uh, the, the two times I've done Romaniacs, you honestly barely had to look at your GPS, like maybe five times, 10 times a day at the most out of six hours of riding. Yeah. And then are any of the other ones that way or they're all, they're all unmarked, marked courses and stuff. Uh, the only two navigational ones are Serbia and Romania. Yeah. And you, you just, did yeah. you just do Serbia? That's the one you just did. Yep. Yeah, and that was that was a little rough. I flooded my bike on day one, so that <laughs> that kind of set me back a bit. Well, that was what, uh, like a like a, a a two by four wide river crossing or something. They do that. They do they put the skinnies out there for you, or mm, no? They just make you go through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I remember Romaniacs doing a a, a all near upside down wall ride over over a river you literally they built a pastrana-esque thing and you could either ride through the river or do the do the wall ride and it was good for the first 
three people and then wet tires went on it and then everybody huck a buck. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I've, I've seen that before. Question. Okay. Gene's got a question. Are those birds in the background? Yeah. He's in Canada. They have birds there. He's not one of the ones. He's not one of the ones that lives underground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most of most of the people in Canada live underground, right? Igloos. Igloos. Oh, I didn't know this. Hey, Jerry, can we get Guy Perret on the show? Jerry, yes, we can. If you can get him to call me. Yeah, Jerry's my my new my new guy to find out who to put on the show. Matt doesn't do it. Matt just drinks his. I don't sleep around on all I, these I, podcasts. These days, this I is just a Jimmy Lewis podcast. I just go drink beer and turn on the two buttons that run the show. Hey, well, Tristan, thanks a lot for uh, joining us. We kind I just wanted to hear like how the heck do you ride a, a an extreme enduro with no foot pegs? Uh, no, no, no downside on the foot pegs of the bike. I'm pretty sure that how how. I, how freaking hard did you hit something to break the foot pegs? Maybe I, I maybe it was the perfect angle, or honestly, no idea. Were the rocks sharp? Been, <laughs> mm, no, the rocks were rounded, but there's like seriously so many rocks at this race. It's crazy. Like there's more rock than dirt on the ground. <laughs> so that gives you an idea. <laughs> this is what marketing told him to say. No, it's that's that's I'm that's kidding. Legit. Yeah. Okay, Tristan, thanks a lot for coming on the show. We thanks, appreciate man. it. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, good luck and uh, keep on uh, tearing it up. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Okay, right on. Yeah. That was yeah. Factory FMF KTM Tristan Hart. Badass. National, yeah, na- national champion in uh, the US Extreme Enduro Series. So, pretty cool. I I like Jerry sent me that video and I Got very curious because I know how gnarly those races it's are. It's funny because when you do television in the motorcycle industry, motorsports, power sports for 20 years, you see a lot of things. You see crazy stuff. It generates questions as a journalist. Your job is to access and discovery, not always muck around and crack jokes, but find out for the people at home. And when I saw that, I personally, as a motorsports enthusiast and a dirt bike rider, I'm like, that is insane. I have to talk to that guy. I want to pick his brain and compounded by the fact that he didn't quit. No knock on soccer players. That's a joke. People quit, whatever. I've quit dirt bike races before. Oh, they fall down and they whine. But the fact that he didn't quit, just kept riding. And you hit the nail on the head when you said, did you have monkey butt? Because if you've ever ridden in the mud and you've just sandpapered the back part behind your groin, Gene, do you know anything about that? Nothing. All right. Matt, no, I'm not asking that. <laughs> so no, it's it's it, and and uh, thanks. That first that first half of that uh, the, that last speech that Jerry just gave, it was almost like us teaching him how to twist the throttle. He was telling me how to be a journalist, but that's good. You know, he's, no, he's, I'm not teaching you. You know how. <laughs> I'm talking to the person at home, the viewer that might not know. Oh, Jerry, you can go into Tristan's trailer oh, Chris, and ask him this question. Chris Dabney's claiming sabotage. Do you think the Sherco guys came over with the hacksaw on Tristan's bike? I think an old roadie from the Beastie Boys did it. Oh, yeah. That could be. See what I did there? Sabotage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, we should have a sound drop with sabotage. We need the sound drop machine. Don't forget two more things, Matt, because you're the producer of the show. Yep. The tech guy. Yep. Sometime throughout the course of the night, Gene would like to promote the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. Yeah. Do you want to do that now? That's a great segue. That's a great segue. Let's, because Jerry, let's let's twist the throttle on that idea like this. Yeah, but you twist the throttle like this <laughs> on your moped. Gene, tell us about the event coming up in January. You've just locked down the date for 
HOF4, Hot Shoe Hall of Fame, go Gene. All I have to say is January 27th, Las Vegas, right? You just told us, HOF4 in Las Vegas with some of the greatest racers in the world. You're gonna have Most to, of them are old, though. You're going to have to explain it in detail, though, because there's some people that are first-time listeners on Tech Talk the, Taco Tuesday that don't know anything about Hot Shoe Hall what of Fame. is the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame and what is the event that the Hot Shoe Hall the, of Fame has. The Hot Shoe Hall of Fame is a industry event where a lot of the older industry people, people have been in the industry for a long time. I got invited last yeah, year. Go. <laughs> Gather once a year to, uh, to to basically visit with each other. And it's it's not an award show, but we do induct about 50 to 60 people every year to it. So we get a lot of uh, really talented people that you've heard of over the years to show up. Not just racers, there's industry people, there's mechanics, there's PR people, there's you name it, right? They're, they they show up and it's just, it's a great event. It's a great get together. Everybody has a good time. We have some, uh, some really neat things, some great bikes on display and uh, some great people. Go-kart racing. And the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame Motorcycle Museum is inside Gene Woods Racing Experience, which is in Fremont Street in Las Vegas. So if you go to race go-karts, it's an indoor drift track on polished concrete. Jimmy goes there. He loves it. It's super fun. But there's all these plaques of all these famous industry people, fame champions, and just like heavy hitters. And a lot Steve of hot McQueen's shoes. In there. Steve McQueen, Evil Can. I mean, the list goes on. Yep. We just Let's just talk about what we just did when we went up to um, the Sacramento Mile. Who was the most famous guy that was hanging out with us? Well, if anybody's ever seen On Any Sunday... Mert Lawa was the star of On Any Sunday, and Mert was there with us all weekend, uh, signing autographs for the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame, and uh, participated in Jerry's annex, and it was it was a good and, time. And ate, so, ate the food that he cooked. It was and good. So, so what yeah. you, you you didn't kill him, uh, but what you're failing to mention also is the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame is also a nonprofit, and you guys do because it's Hot Shoe Hall yeah. of Fame. You guys do something with shoes, and is this we, to that we have the shoes over there, right? Matt I, can throw them over here. I I. I don't want to get caught wearing them when I'm running around Vegas dressed like a you know, upon, professional you're, you're camper. You're on a roll. Expound upon the um, nonprofit angle of the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. So the idea is that they're giving shoes to people in need. And so, so this is this is what Gene does with the proceeds that he raises is they go out and they find, you know, different homeless shelters and places where people need some shoes. Because trust me, if you've ever checked out some of uh the people there, and especially in Vegas, it gets a little bit hot, and those people are walking around. And, walking and, no shoes, or yeah. Or their shoes probably shoes their shoes probably melted off the bottom of their feet, and uh, and so this is kind of where the the nonprofit kind of yeah. comes in. And uh, I think we have do we have a little video we, we can video and, and, uh, we can kind of show a little bit about this, and yep. we're going to go ahead and play this. There's audio on it. Jerry's talking more, so it, it'll sound pretty familiar. All right, they're not going to hear us though. So. Jerry B. here up in Sacramento, Union Gospel Mission, giving out some shoes to the homeless. Yeah, a lot of smiling faces. We got one deal. You give me a pair of shoes. You got to give us a smirk and a photo. And this is the mission of the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame, which is a nonprofit organization based out of Las Vegas, started by Gene Woods. We're trying to do good things and fill little holes in people's lives the best we can. And today we're up in Sacramento, just doing the best we can. Thanks for supporting us. Thank you. 
All right, thank you guys. You guys are really doing a lot for us. We appreciate it. My name is Harris James Henderson. Uh, these are hard shoes, and they giving us these shoes from their heart. And I'm a gentleman who walks a Christian path of life, and I thank them. And I know the rest of the gentlemen here do too. Okay, well, we just got these shoes at the men's mission, and um, we're really appreciated for it. So thank you for you guys doing this. All right, thank you guys. You guys are really doing a lot for us. We appreciate it. Tell us about your new shoes you just got oh, the boys. Oh, oh, yeah. And these guys just blessed me. These guys just blessed me with a pair of 11s. With a pair of 11s. And I like it. And I love it. Marching off into the sunshine. Yes. I love it. That's it. Well, come and see us in Vegas. Oh, for real? All right. Yes. Yes. Good to meet you. All right. Thank you very much, too. I want to thank Dan Walsh from Upfront Communications for editing the video for us. As a matter of fact, I had shot, Gene and I shot and took those pictures and I had sent them off to him, but he's really busy because he's working on the outdoor national motocross tour that just kicked off in Paula the other day. And I called him up. I'm like, hey, um, not trying to get you to do this last minute, but I'm going on the show. So Dan dropped what he was doing and he edited that for us. So thank you very much to him yep, for thank kicking you, in. And again, these are called hot shoes because they're from the heart of the motorcycle industry. Gene put up the money to buy the first thousand pairs and we've been giving them away. We gave away about 60 pairs up there at Sacramento at that event. And we want to continue to do this good work that he started and give away shoes. So we're looking for donations from small to large and we just want to replenish our stock so we can continue to put footwear on needy men, women, and children. And everybody knows homelessness in the United States. It's completely a terrible situation. And around Las Vegas, it's awful. So, and where where it would never hurts to do something nice for someone? Yeah, it makes you, know? you feel good. Where where do people go to do the donating? They go to Hot Shoe Hall of Fame website, and there's a donate link right on it. Okay, HotshoeHof.com. Yeah, HotshoeHof.com. Matt will type can, that into the You can follow us on Instagram chat. or Facebook under Hot Shoe Hall of Fame. Those things, they have those Facebook and Instagram still. Mm-hmm. Trying to get, I'm going to get on one of those pr- platforms pretty soon. Yeah. Speaking of t shirts, <laughs> oh, how smooth was that? Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t shirt. We're going to tell you how to get that like after the break. It's That's one of the things that we're going to do after the break. I was going to get to a, a question here. Okay. Um, so, William E. Ortiz Gonzalez says, hello, what is the glass model of the Baja Design Spotlight that you installed? On the uh, CRF 250 or 450X video or L video. Right, the glass model. <laughs> <laughs> I think there must be translation. These are the questions you get, and I'm supposed to figure out what this we'll just is. just answer it. I'm going to do my best because I can answer nine out of 10 without referring to a reference manual. It's the squadron. It's the squadron of the squadron pro one of the two. It's not an XL 80. That's a bigger one, but um, yeah, that's, that's what it is. That's the glass model. 
<laughs> What's the glass? Uh, there's really not a lot of glass in the LED headlights. Oh, so um, is it a headlight or is it a windshield? No, it's just a headlight, just a headlight that we dropped into the to the frame. I'm pretty sure we would have said in the video. A lot of times people watch like half the video and then they ask the question that is in the next two minutes of the video or something. Right. Or, you know, they watch the first 30 seconds and then they ask three questions, all of which are answered in the video. And I mean, I don't I don't like to complain. How do you protect the glass or is it Lexan? It's not glass. Yeah, it's it's some, it's you can it can get roosted pretty hard. It's better than so I got roosted pretty hard like this one time and it broke the glass on my GoPro, but it didn't break the glass on my headlight. Right. And it's made out of recycled crack pipes. Really? <laughs> yep. The ones they found at the foot of the Baker thermometer. I made that up. That's not true. The part about the big glass and no, the recycled, recycled glass. They were recycled. Right. And then we have Mark Berlin that has a question about a beta 220R, but I really wanted him to call in because he his he has an, a very open-ended question. Especially, so this is interesting. So we get a lot of these questions and, and this show kind of ranges from like, we'll get really deep into a, into a subject. And then we kind of open it up to someone. If you're like kind of a noob and you want to learn stuff, you will learn things, how, how to say bad words. If you listen to Jerry too closely, um, luckily you're not spelling them. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but he, he starts asking about a, a 22 beta 200 RR. And then and then he gets into the the Beta X trainer, and then he jumps into the Yamaha XT two hundred, and I'm like, whoa, that's a that's a really wide range of, I mean, you've gone from kind of play bike, trail bike, wife's bike, I hate to you know, that you know that's that's a girl's bike, to an X trainer, which is like it's Erica's bike, so that's a girl's bike, right? Yeah. To a 200, and they've always said that like 125s and 200s are for girls, right? <laughs> Tell Eric Hallgath that. Tell Tommy Norton that. I beat, I beat both those guys on my 125. What, what's a TW then? A TW? You got one of those? <laughs> TW 200? It's the one with the fat tires. I know there. Those are her fat old dudes. Okay. That's yeah. why I have one. Right. We just see, we Matt just offended, quit. we just Matt offended quit. Matt. <laughs> we can do whatever we want with this show now. Seriously? I don't know. Can we make fun of Matt? Yeah, probably. No, Matt does a good job. You'd be dead in the water without Let him. Let me tell you what, he's, running, needs, he's running a lot of stuff over there that's, yeah. that's, that's a, a tough program tech, to run. You need a tech. Oh, I, I know. I, uh, I saw him push the buttons and things like that. That's a tough one. Yeah. So anyhow, we are, uh, see, I was going to take a, he actually went and took his commercial you, break before we got to take our commercial. Do you have a question for Gene? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. What What was the most fun racing that you did? Most fun racing? I, I really liked riding speedway bikes. That was the most enjoyable form of racing for me. But I like racing a stock car was fun, too. Yeah, so, so... Let me tell you the best ride I ever had in a race car. A wing sprint car. That's the most unbelievable thing you could ever get in. Just because it's stuck to the... It, they're, they're glued to the ground, and they make they weigh 1,000 pounds and make 1,000 horsepower. And it's a ride like you can't believe. So the Speedway, for those that don't know, so Speedway bikes, how much horsepower? 70, 80 horsepower? Yeah. In the old days, we had alcohol and nitro. So they, they would make, you know, upwards of 80, 85 horsepower. Okay. 170 pounds. One speed. One speed. No No brakes. No brakes. Yeah. So, so you'd, you'd warm it up on the, on the foot peg. Yeah, warm it up yeah, on the yeah, stand. Le yeah. Lean it, lean it over to its side and like that, get that, get that thing warm up. Well, that kept the clutch from getting hot. That's right. why you didn't. 
And then, and then basically you hold it wide open. When the rubber band goes up, you drop the clutch. Right. And then you're, and then to speed up, you back off the throttle. Not necessarily. It's <laughs> a, it's a happy medium of trying to keep the tire hooked to the ground. Right. Cause you have so much power and it's, you know, it's uh it's spinning the tire and that's how you turn the thing tire spinning let me ask you this you told me you if you liked some people like the inside you like to tend to ride on the outside the cushion yeah. the cushion yeah. explain that but also explain nowadays it seems the races that we've gone to that we watch there's only one line so talk about your favorite area of the track back in the day going around the outside and what people have to ride on today well my preferred line was always the outside because there was dirt and uh, people aren't in the way. If they're, if they're hugging the pole and riding down the bottom, it's hard to get by people. If you're faster than them, you can go around the outside of them. I think the unfortunate thing is today's tracks, what they've done is they've groomed the riders to go to Europe. So they've, they've uh, adopted FIM standard, which is a tire with a real short knob. And it's basically designed to ride on a blue groove. And, and that's, what they, that's what they build the tracks to right now. And I think the racing suffers quite a bit. You know, and, and the racing here in the States suffers because they're grooming guys to go to Europe. So every year when you get a top guy, two or three top guys go to Europe. So what happens? The fan following that they build here disappears to Europe. So my analogy was if you took the top five guys in NASCAR every year and you sent them to Europe, how long would it be before NASCAR failed? Maybe, that, maybe that's why that's why the, the MXGPs aren't doing so good because all their guys come over here. Race motocross over yeah. here. <laughs> They're top guys. They See come. the things you learn on the, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday? You learn I about learn. Speedway. You learn about I'll, throttle I'll, position. Uh, gripping the yeah, gripping the throttle. Uh, it, it, you learn about throttle f bombs. How many am I up to? You're only still at three. You're good. I, I actually scribble them out and I then three f bombs per three hour. Three uh, my flat track, Gene. You're gonna like this. My flat track. It's all about the cushion on the outside. Is it? So, oh yeah, just because just the, keep the, the wheels in line and good, stay on the throttle. Good dirt just keeps getting pushed the outside, yeah. and and thanks to thanks to you, Gene donated a, a water buffalo to yeah. to us he it was collecting dust and even gave me a new motor that i didn't need there for that go. thing you made it run i got magic magic and jimmy's a stand-up guy because he gave him a brand new motor for the water truck the water buffalo whatever right it's called, water trailer and he didn't need it so he gave it back he didn't hog it and keep it yeah. or sell it to a drug addict I hope a drug addict doesn't unbolt my my thing for my thing. Matt, sing us a song. Uh, he's you don't like that cricket? No, I can hear it. Did you hear the birds chirping when Tristan was yeah, talking? Sure. That sounded so like Matt, natural. Do you have a girlfriend, Canada? I do actually. Okay, cool. Then I won't tell I, anybody. I, uh, I won't I tell her. anybody that you're single. I told no. I told her about Tristan Hart, and she went on his Instagram and said, "Wow." Oh, you should get in dirt bike gear again. Oh, so she like <laughs> got like a little flutter for Tristan Hodge. Maybe. Did you tell maybe. her he was from Beaverville? No, no. Okay, everybody knows that it's it's eight o'clock right now, and it's time for us to take a little commercial break so Matt and Jerry can talk a little bit more about their dating life. Is I don't have a dating life. I just asked him if he had a girlfriend. Don't try and segue me into that <laughs> bullshit. Okay, oh, so Jesus. we're gonna take a quick commercial break from some of our awesome sponsors that make great products that we believe in. So we'll uh, see you on the back. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor 
on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested and ridden and raced and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. There was a delay on that, hopefully. Thank you for... That's going to be fun to edit. <laughs> you got me to jump. Really? Yeah. You're not used to this. Hey, that's now. not water after all. Yeah. This is bullshit. No so spicy water. We are going to do the uh, product of the week brought to you by Bulletproof Designs. And it's not a Bulletproof Designs product. It's it's a product that I've been using forever. My CD boots, but the, the I, I have a lot of, I ride a lot and I have a lot of boots and they get really worn out from riding a lot. But the cool thing about them is they have replaceable, replaceable soles. Soul. Look at that. That boot almost good. looks brand new if it was yeah. stepping on your face. Right, Jerry? Is that the type of boot that you could get if you hooked up with Bill Baruff at Moto Nation? That would be the case. Yes, you can get this kind of good friend, Bill. Yeah, who's a nice guy. He's a definitely a nice guy. He's been in the industry for a long time. So used I'm going to sh- used to be Franco Cherby's right hand man. Back yeah. In the so day. if if uh, if you are hard on soles and you want to make them easy to replace, this took me about it probably took me about 10 minutes to do because they're actually lodged in there yeah. pretty well. They're quarter turn little screws inside there. And oftentimes the screws get a little worn out, too. So I actually take a little die grinder and I kind of cut a new groove into them and then. And then pop them out. And when you buy the, the sole replacement, a lot of times you can get the screws with it also. I always say, you know, get the screws just so you have them. And this is probably the third set of soles I put on this these boots. And the boot's still good. The boot's the still sole. good, just the you sole. You the crap out of and, them. Do you use the super sharp pegs like the moto guys do? Sometimes, Spikes yeah. Spikes on them? Yeah, and so so I can wreck a pair of soles pretty quick when I run one of my bikes that has the really grippy pegs. Mm-hmm. But not I don't do the super sharp ones because that's one ride. Like if you have the razor sharp, you can do one to two rides. So yeah, um, product of the week CD boots with the replace. So it's the, the these are the uh, the SRS three, and uh, I actually I'm gonna get I need to get some soles for some old SRS twos that I have, and they, those have a lot more. This is just four bolts, and the tricky thing about it is is like learning how to get these install them. You do back end first, and then slide it up in there, and use a screwdriver and a little bit of a, a mallet to kind of. Beat it down, but who showed you how to get it in there? Uh, I taught myself on prom night, on boot night. Okay, I'm glad you didn't think that those boots stunk. Can you smell? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, my nose doesn't work. I yeah. used to paint helmets for 20 years, so I don't smell nothing. And I yeah. even Gene can't smell because of COVID. Yeah, I COVID can't smell because of lack of thinner. And I'm looking. I'm looking paint. up to see if I have any Jerry Bernardo creations up there. Speaking of that, <laughs> I have some old Bob's Crazy Brush ones, but you know he went to the rave scene. 
he got into he got into I sent some pictures EDC. to Matt so later on when you want to have some creations we can use that hey, but we don't so, have to, we don't have to do it right away I just wanted to remind because the show is all about being a shield of our sponsors which by the way I understand uh, Yamaha yeah I'm gonna race a YZ125 this weekend Takamoto we went to their open house mm-hmm. I saw a lot of cool stuff that I wanted to get for some of my bikes no where's Taco, that Takamoto they're in North Las Vegas it's oh. almost as bad as Pahrump, but it's a little different they actually got a like city we're, we're at. Off of Decatur, right or? next to the airport, um, the North Las Vegas the little, airport, the little airport by um, yeah, right at Decatur. Like you go oh, down Decatur, Decatur where it cuts off of the the one that goes at a diagonal, yeah, whichever street that is. I can't remember names. It's right down the street. North there. Las Vegas is bad. Cheyenne, Cheyenne and Decatur, Very correct. Good. Yep, there. So uh, Takamoto has all kinds of stuff for your dirt bike. Takomoto.co. They're going to bring you Rooster Endo here in a few minutes, which is uh, everybody's favorite section segment because we give away a hundred dollar gift certificate from Takomoto nice. each every week. Unless we don't like any of the bikes, they don't bring us any enjoyment, whether they Roost or Endo. Then we've done this before. We've rolled it over, and then Double next it week it's two hundred bucks. Yeah, but this is. I think we're going to do this more often. The Siamese twin package. Because I wasn't super stoked on the one on last week's. Um, selections the couch one was pretty good the couch was good i like the couch it wasn't one. great i mean it, it it won kind of by default it won but it was unique it was unique i like you i like a scott sports i'm gonna wear some scott goggles with lots of tear-offs because i'm gonna get my roosted roosted face handed to me this weekend climb i'm gonna wear climb gear on a motocross track is there anything wrong with that there is not if you get free gear you're freestyling X, it's free. I'm wearing the XC. I'm wearing the XC light. I really like that gear. It's super lightweight, and it still has a pocket, so I might have be able to take my phone. So in case I have to stop and do some uh, um, face gramming or on the, on the side of the, oh yeah, you should wear a uh, ADV helmet. An ADV <laughs> with, with the shield up though. I mean, with, with yeah, how much you're going to get roosted, right? Uh, DDC. I'm running a DDC sprocket, like I said earlier. Trail Tech. I will not be using any Trail Tech products during. My Hangtown 125 Pro Invitational Race. Fast Company Flex Handlebars around my bike. DDC sprocket down here yeah. on the ground that's leveling the slide out as a spacer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. so observant. Just checking. It's good. It's good. It's a really it's good sprocket. It's eye. Mm-hmm. It's paying attention. Seat concepts. I do not have a seat concept seat on my YZ125 because it's just stock and I haven't had need to change it. Bulletproof designs. Bike's too old. They don't make stuff for that. And no double take mirrors because I don't need to be looking behind me to see nothing. Is there any sponsor that you don't have that you wish you had that we can plead to them tonight? Not me because they'd say no right away. So wh- who do you want for a sponsor? I need a, I need an, I, I would like to have an oil sponsor. Is I there one oil in particular you would like? No. Does Lucas make good two-stroke stuff? Yeah, actually I use, I, I, I actually have, oh no. Did Lucas my, buy Redline? Yeah, yeah. Lucas, I've used some Lucas stuff uh, lately because I, I, a friend of mine did some work for them or something, and they, 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 I think it was mostly photography work, and they just dropped off like one of everything. I'll tell you a quick Lucas story. Okay, I owned Victorville Speedway in the '90s, early '90s. Larry Huffman was was Lucas Oil's advertising agency. Yeah. So Larry called and said, "We have a meeting with these people. They want to sponsor the track." Well, it's Forrest Lucas and Lucas and Bob Pattison show up, and we're at lunch. The deal was ten thousand dollars for their name on the crash wall as the title sponsor of the of the racetrack, and we're sitting there and they go, you know, our knees are knocking. This is a lot of money to us, and of course, you know, eighteen that. years later, they're the title sponsor at, at ten million dollars a year for Colt Stadium. 
So he did pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it's and and they have it. They have a giant television production company. Yeah, yeah. and Mav I mean TV. it's amazing. They it's own a, Mav TV. Yeah, it's amazing it's what Scotty Mclemore. Yeah, yep. it's amazing what um, yeah what stuff can do when you you know you do it right. Uh, you can also support Dirt Bike Test by clicking through our Amazon and Rocky Mountain links on our website and if you have a question that we have haven't answered on the show and you didn't ask it in the chat you can always go search it on dirtbiketest.com and likely i probably wrote an answer and then i proceeded to forget what it is so you can go there and find exactly how to do whatever you're looking to do you know whether you're trying to tune your bike or make it faster or slower or find out if a bike's good or bad matt yeah. Can we see the picture of Victor Andrade's puffy face from when he gets stung? Uh, give me a second. Bees? This is this I is a, this it. is a perfect this is a perfect example of why you need a, a face shield type helmet. Exactly. For adventure riding. And rumor has it that up in that area, Yosemite, there are swarms of bees and whatnot. Michael Gaynor, the Focky Racing rep from Yosemite, told me it's his backyard. We get the bees, we get the views. And look at poor Victor. He's puffy, he can't see, he needs some goggles. Oh, they can't see him quite yet here. Well, okay, look at Victor. You're gonna see him in a minute. We're doing a courtroom sketch. He's puffy, he looks like shit. Can I say <laughs> shit? I don't know if that's that's a four letter word. Like, you can say it. Okay. You can say it. I'm going to just give you a ding for that one anyway. Victor looks like I, shit in this picture because he's usually a very handsome human being. I think he looks. He's good. my Valentine, too. Yeah, he's, 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 Matt's, Val he's Matt's Valentine. Yeah, he's my Valentine. Oh, he, he proposed to him on the show. That escalated quickly. Yeah, it gets worse around here quick. Matt's just got to find the photo. I don't know which forever. is better, the picture of Victor or the picture of Cassandra from Sweden. So what you're looking at here is a a chubby Mexican face. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's not, not he's, he's not he he's, wasn't chubby when he started he's, the ride he's not he's not winking at you <laughs> like i was riding and then all of a sudden holmes yeah see victor that's what you get <laughs> that's it when you when you talk crap victor you get yeah worried. that's right so uh victor a big fan of the show i think so why do you not have a, a face shield helmet or was your face shield up when you went through the bees He'll have to. He'll, yeah, have to, he's have to, laughing. Yeah, he could. He could. Uh, he 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 could call in. We could have him call in. Is then, this a good time to look at the picture of Sweden's new Focky Racing rep, Cassandra London? We can. Oh well, let's go from. There's a little bit of a palate cleanser. Let's go. Yeah, a palate cleanser. That's nice. That's actually pretty good for a guy that has a girlfriend. This he's is, not. Uh, he's not allowed to say that too. Now he's in there's, trouble. There's 42 chapters of Focky Racing in the United States and eight international chapters, and now. Cassandra is uh, heading Focu Sweden in her new top, and that's her with her blue eyes. And I don't think I have to describe in detail that even if Tristan Hart looked at this picture, his pulse would escalate and he would feel that special prom night feeling <laughs> below his cowboy belt buckle. Are, are there are there t-shirts like that? Actually, there's um, one of the guys that's fuck you texas put up the money because he wanted to give his friend over in finland one of those shirts so there's only four blue hoodies like that so that's one of four and well when you look like her obviously you get them for free so. uh-huh yeah that's why, why I get... do you need a fuck you sweden top well it, it just it just it just ties into my it just ties into my husaberg roots you know not that i have any swedish blood in me well, or I'm anything like that husaberg guy your factory is <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Andy, and the other up. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a good, that was a good one, though. T so, uh, touche on the palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah. So, Jerry, you make. You I got jokes every now. You're living. You're living in the in the in the high rent district in Vegas now. 
Um, I didn't allegedly, say that. Allegedly. And I no know. No one disclosed my location. I know no you. No one was allowed to disclose I know, my location. And I plead the fifth because I'm not saying that's true. I know so that. Strike that from the record. It's because aliens brought you here. <laughs> it, aliens brought you an here. alien? Yeah, it could be. Anyway, I, get to the point of the question. You're too I cute. live in a van down by the river. Two cute guys in a really hot sports car driving around in a pump. What does that mean? <laughs> who said we were cute? And who said we were the sports guy? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Matt. You know what happens? You buy Jimmy an ice cream. You buy Jimmy an ice cream. And all of a sudden, he's trying to lube you up like a gay pirate. Hey, just don't uh, just so, get a little so, scared when he asks if you want to go to Sherry's. You're the one that has a male valentine and a girlfriend. <laughs> so... You, you and your friend designed this awesome Tech Talk Taco limited edition T-shirt. Yes. And you were going to coach me up on this show on how we can sell these. And then I can live in the high rent district in Pahrump. Of course, I'm across the street from a winery. So one, I was one flush away from last week. A wino, you mean, not a winery. <laughs> winery. I was thinking about getting my house plated in gold. So I, I, we need to get in this T-shirt okay. business because it's super lucrative. All right. We designed this cool T-shirt because. This show. Contrary to. I designed this shirt along with the help of Tim Beaumont. Contrary to popular belief, I did it for free because Jimmy actually is a nice guy. Okay. He never gave me like a filter or anything or a spark plug when I was in a pickle. I just gave but you a whole bike gonna, one time. We're going to do a pre-sale of these shirts. So if anybody wants to support Jimmy and Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, I'm figuring like 25 bucks shipped. So that'll cover shipping and the shirt. And we'll go what medium to triple XL, double XL and triple XL are a couple of bucks yeah. more blank. Right. You don't want to get too crazy. Nobody wears smalls. You know what I mean? I, I do, but I, I usually <laughs> clip the sleeves off and then I, I take the top and I pull it up. Let's see how I do this. And I take it up and I pull the top up like this. <sighs> okay, go ahead. I've <laughs> done that before. <laughs> so if scary. you want to do a pre-sale, you go on your social media and you go, one week pre-sale, you determine X amount of time and you say, if you want to buy these shirts, the $25 shipped, send into Facebook. You have to put these things because people like to buy shirts and they don't tell you where they live. So it's like, okay, I'll send what it if to you. Matt, what if Matt builds a quickie little web page that they link to and then they can do all the stuff there on okay, the back? Okay, so if you know how to do a pre-sale, don't ask me to tell you. No, I just, I was just making it better. Because then if he figures out how to do this, then he could do this for okay, that, that bad club with a good name. I'm a name. graphic designer. I make sure it's. I'm a dumb motorcycle racer. Gene, no, where are you're you? You're a nice guy, and I need a spot. I'm just club. an old nothing. TW two hundred. I need a B nine EV. TW two hundred. Can you do this? Can you do, make the website? A little back end work. Uh, probably good. Yeah. For a nominal yeah, service charge. Question though. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about SAG. What's what's. He's I mean, serious. on the back of a motorcycle. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. That's a great question. We answer this every once in a while, and it's probably time to do it again. So we will do this. This shirt, um, can I put it on a better mannequin? They said if they would probably buy this shirt if they put it on a better mannequin. Well, you know, I might use up one of my f bombs. Do you want it? Do you want to switch shirts, Jerry? Do you want on the show? Use one of my f bombs to answer that question because I will. You got two uh, more. Hey, I'm not the one who I put have a, three more. I'm not the one who put the limit on them. Oh well, you got three. I F's just and push one the. S. I push the buttons. This was Jimmy Shells, but I just put the. Push hey, the can you put beeps on those? Beep. You know, can you do that? Uh, depends on how, how much, much time I have to you? edit this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> well, you're, I kind of. Okay, we're gonna get into this SX. So if you if you are in the chat and you do have questions, this is a time where it's it's question roulette. Brought to you by uh, Fast okay. Company. Maker of flex handlebars. Oh. Because fast company, fast questions. 
Gene started it off with how do you do SAG? This is going to take a couple minutes. Well, I don't know why and oh, what, why? what the effect it has. And, you know, okay, why so, should I run four inches of SAG on the back of my KTM 300? You should probably not run four inches. You should run three and three quarters. Okay. And, and it does make, it does make a difference. So basically you're, you're, you're adjusting the ride height of the motorcycle right. and it's easy, simple to do with the rear shock through the rear right. shock spring. So it's spring preload. And the good thing about sag is most of the time you can tell if, and so sag is you on your motorcycle, you know, all of your weight on the motorcycle. So a lot of times you're sitting on it or you're standing on the foot pegs and somebody's balancing it. It's the suspension as much as that weight crin presses right. it down compared to the bike on the stand with it completely extended. So you're going from axle to rear fender. Mm -hmm. So that's the distance. And then you hop on it and you measure that same axle to rear fender again. And then you find out the sag is how much difference it is. So you're saying right. four inches I, I, on KTMs. I like to run three and three quarters, which is actually, you know, a hundred millimeters, a little less, you know, sometimes it kind of ranges between 90. Well, hundred millimeters and, is four inches roughly. Yeah. A little less. Just a little bit. That's why I said three and three quarters. Okay. Uh, so I could be wrong though. I'm just guessing <laughs> like I always do. But the, so the, the range is kind of from, I mean, it's, it's the, on the big side, it's, it's 80 millimeters to 120. Yeah. But what does it, what does it do? If you're, if you're changing that sag a quarter of an inch, what's the difference you're going to feel in the motorcycle? It, Are you changing the head angle too? Because when you squat yes. the back of the bike. Yep. You're changing a lot of stuff. Um, the head angle, you're changing kind of how the how the, the the suspension will respond. Like a lot of times when you when you have a little bit more travel, in other words, less sag, mm -hmm. it it could put the bike in a in a little bit freer part of the stroke. So there's actually better bump compliance. Or if it's low, it kind of packs the shock a little bit more right. for. So there's all kinds of things that change with it, and that's why the manufacturers give a range, an adjustment range, and you can you know you set it and then you ride it. And I always say. Try try at one end of the range and try at the other end and see if you notice anything. And then, because my SAG number isn't always what the manufacturer recommends, but I always right. set it to the manufacturer recommendation. Then I know it's there. Then I quit looking at the numbers. I just turn the spring. So I go maybe two turns. And each turn of on a KTM spring, if you spin, if you do a full you know, rotation of the tightening collar, it's about three millimeters adjustment. So a lot of times I'll do two turns of the spring, ride it, come out and take four turns out of it and ride it and right. feel what it does. Cause it, it does change the head angle, can make the bike more stable, less stable. It can make it change the way the bike turns. Uh, it can change the suspension feel, all, all kinds of stuff. And then same thing, you can slide the forks up and down in the tubes a little mm -hmm. bit, which will do some of the same stuff. Same type of deal, yeah. You can change spring preload in the forks, exactly the same as doing the doing the compression so that's what uh that's what's going on there and jerry's so bored he's shooting hot pictures of me for his instagram account that was good good jerry okay hi, hi. that was good that was good did, did that answer the question i still don't know anymore than i started but what do you what do you see uh 90 to 100 is eric is saying on his so that's why i kept going closer to three and three quarters once, uh -huh. once you start getting on a pds suspension no wait yours a husky no, no. Here's a KTM with the PDS. What's a PDS? Uh, no linkage. I don't know. Yeah. It's I never great, looked under the great, okay. I, didn't, I didn't look under the seat. Under the swing arm. Yeah, yeah, that either. Yeah. Boy, good thing you're not running around in the bars these days because if you're not looking underneath the seat. Uh, that sounds like something I would say. Stop using my... <laughs> <laughs> 
I told, like I told you in the restaurant, Jerry, you don't want me to tell, we, we don't want to find I, out I if I love you. I was going to crack a bad <laughs> joke just then, but I rarely bit my tongue, I swear to God. <laughs> hey, we're having a good effect on each other. And I'm sober. I know. Me too. Ish. <laughs> uh, the, I, now I lost my train of thought. I got that. So the, with the PDS, you don't want to go too low. It's a, it's a, it's a 21. So what's that? Yeah. Same thing. They're all the KTM XCWs are P, is yours an XC or XCW? It's got a headline on it. It's XCW. So it has linkage to the surf suspension, which is, I like it. I really like it. Most people don't. They say it's junk. I think it's really good, but it's just simple. It's so easy to get the shock on and off and it, and it works for what you're using it for if you set it up properly, i.e. sag. So if you get too low on those, right. they start getting harsh, very harsh. Right. And and so a lot of people are kind of, kind of a little afraid to get them to ride high because they think it's going to make the bike unstable and do strange things. But the other thing is if you if you get your your sag, you measure the sag and then you take the bike and you take your weight off of it and it tops out. In other words, there's no what we call free stag, which right. should be about three quarters of a mil three quarters of an inch, right. 30, 35 millimeters. Uh, you need a stiffer spring. And that's that's really important on the PDS shock. If you have the wrong spring on your PDS shock, you are fighting an uphill battle that'll never. And if you have too much free sag, you're in a men's room with George Michael. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I have a men room, men's room story. It's got a good one. Uh, we heard that at dinner. You didn't it, hear this one. It made oh, there we go. So we were we were racing in Bakersfield one night. This guy's seven-time national speedway champion. I'm not gonna say his name, okay. We stop at Denny's on the way home. We go into the bathroom. We're standing at the men's urinal. And he goes, hey, Woodsy, because that's what he used to call me. He goes, hey, Woodsy, I can pee on the ceiling. And I go, okay, well, go ahead. So he grabs it and he shuts it off. And then he lets it go. And it goes straight up in the air, about four feet. And it came right straight down and hit him right in the face. And it was running <laughs> off his nose. It was, I was like... You're nuts. It's only a good story. <laughs> on the corner with it's this only guy. a good story if you tell us his name. Yeah. Yes, I'm not going to tell his name. Well, he's seven-time national champion, so you can figure that out. Yeah. World champion, too? Not world, just not national. World? Okay. Different guy. Probably the winningest speedway rider, American speedway rider of all time. Oh, I know who it is. Is it my favorite guy from four? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but you know his daughter. This is the... this The good-looking one. Yeah. The yeah, one that would pretty, punch you right in the she's face. She's pretty, that one, yeah. She's, punched in the <laughs> she's face. an attractive That's why I'm not girl, saying his name. <laughs> but she would swing. Up. She's the type of chick that, without alcohol, she would punch a dude right in the throat. That makes her so hot. Great and just kid. in case you're wondering, this show is also brought to you by JimmyLewisOffRoad.com. That's the my business school thing where I teach you to be a better rider. I As, told the guy so, that works for the Jack Daniels company over in Las Vegas, he's the head of all Jack Daniels stuff. I said, you need to get your buddies over here and take a couple of schools. You'll get to ride with Jimmy because I dropped you. I dropped your name. Okay. And he knew who you were. And he's like, oh, that's good. Oh, I didn't know that. He's right there. I go, dude, go over there and you get to ride with we him need, and take the school. So and I need an alcohol sponsorship. I need an alcohol sponsorship for this show. Okay. Almost as much as oil. Okay, so I, I, alcohol. I, I drink on the show because I, like, I literally walk out of the studio and go crash right into my bed. Yeah. I don't really have that much. I usually have a sip. By the way, tonight's tequila, Victor. And uh, Mark Daniels is uh, three R's. Three R's tequila. Uh, can't get it in the United States, but it's really good. Recommended by my friends at um, 
what was the name of that shop that I was going to down in Inside Line Moto? Sixty. Inside Line. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, Tim doesn't drink either. Oh, really? Not at all. Nope. Okay, here's a little pop trivia. Okay. Drinking tequila combines years of sobriety. 65, 34, 99 years of sobriety next to this friggin' drunk. Yeah. Well, they, you handle it well. You handle me well. I can tell you stories of when I did drink. No. <laughs> no. no. Here's, a, here's a story not oh, of when I did drink. One. This is a story with Chris Kiefer real quick. Chris Kiefer is one of my best friends in the world, like a brother. He's awesome. He all, you never seen me drink, uh, drunk. He goes, yeah. Dude, I just want to see you drunk one time when I lived in. Because he doesn't desert. drink either. I don't know if he does. I don't think he does. He was no, trying no. to get me to drink. He wanted mm -hmm. to, you know, like, oh, Jerry's crazy. I want to see him drunk. What's it like when he's drunk? He goes, no. Dude, I want to see you drunk just one time. Come on. I'm like, no, I don't fucking drink, Kiva. Come on. I just slipped in an F-bomb. Yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't drink. So anyhow, finally, I looked at me. I go, all right, me and you, quarter Jack Daniels handcuffed he goes f that i go there yeah. you go <laughs> that's Smart a that's, man that chris that's kiefer a, that's a great way because i people like always want to like get into a drinking contest or something yeah. that's a great way to do it like, can you imagine being handcuffed to me drinking jack daniels no i can't imagine it no they make meth for that what was that thing 127, <laughs> 127 hours the guy yeah. cut his arm off because he got caught in the ravine yeah, he, yeah. He, we'd be like this you'd be like yeah. ah, 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 ah. see mark mark davis in 1924 don roberto reposado he's always got something he's always one up in me you it's don't want to see bernardo drunk no do i even know eric featherston don't know uh, he probably, if, if, do you think reveal he, yourself, Featherston? He might, he might step into the light. He might run a sticker. You never come know. Out. He could be part of the club. Come out from the curtain. <laughs> hey, can you get Gilwaz to sponsor you again? They're asking me. I don't really, I, that was one of the weirdest. Stop messing around, Victor. That was one of the worst, uh, not best sponsors. Cause I got paid a lot of money. It was a blue bike. Yeah, it was a blue white bike. letters. Right. And uh that was a that was a great sponsor because they they paid a lot of stinking money. But like I had to go to I had to go to events. Like and and I mean the chicks that were walking around with the plates, they had plates like 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 hors d'oeuvre plates, but they just had cigarettes lying around and the chick would, you know, you'd pull a cigarette and then the chick would light them up for you. It was just walking around with the, the galois. Like, Is that a French company? Yeah. I think they were making cigarettes for children. You get pulled over for a random breath test and they make you spell galois. <laughs> so uh, Eric says, you know him. That's like people. I, like I, no offense. If I don't remember who you are, cause I'm just looking at the name. I know you, 13 people in my whole life. Obviously 14. You should have done what Eric had told me. Oh. Erica told me to do today. Like she said, she said, say, uh, good to see you again. Good to see you again. Yeah, there we go. Bitch. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad word too. So, Damn. so wait, I have a question. Okay. If I went to Jimmy Lewis riding school, uh -huh. what, what would I learn? <sighs> I mean, like you, I'm, you I'm would, a you motorcycle would, enthusiast and I want to learn to ride a motorcycle better. better. Do you decide what the people learn on the day or do you put... Do you, do you watch, watch them ride yeah, watch and then say, this is what you me? need to know how to learn? Everybody, and I mean everybody, can work on exactly the same things, which is balance and traction. So I don't care who you are, I don't care how fast or whatever, you can improve if you improve your relationship with balance and traction. And it sort of depends on what you want to do because they have a very 
you know, a relationship that's very tight. You know, the more you're aware of the balance, the better you can feel the traction. And then you can control the traction, which off-road, you're always, it's always variable traction. So, the more you're in tune with this and, and it just any, almost anybody I could see. And the hard part is, is everybody kind of wants to see, they want to do two things. They want to do, they want to ride faster or they want to be more efficient when they ride. In other words, use less energy. Those are the two yeah. things that people come. I want to be faster. Or I want to, I don't want to get so tired when I, when I ride or be safer. Right. That'd be, that'd be it just safety comes along with both of those things, believe it or not. And, and so it's, it's all in getting to a point where you're, you're, I, I like to say all the time that the way most, the way I see most people ride and we're talking even really good riders it's like they're riding and their bike's going, hey, like this. But they're they're so using so many muscles and 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 constantly compensating to get what they want instead of allowing it to happen. They, they're muzzling their motorcycle. Not that I talk to them. So we work on with some really really basic stuff that's at the same time ridiculously advanced because it just comes to the point where I got to teach you this stuff and and and. And then you start going, hey, how do I – go ahead. Are you going to draw a picture? No, no. Just, just continue with him. Yeah. You're going to get to a point where you – I want your motorcycle to tell you what's going on. Right. And, and then you start feeling what's going on and then you can start taking advantage of it. Because a lot of times when you're just going like, well, these are all trials-based skills. And you remember mental? Talk to Gene. I'm doing my thing. Okay. I'm talking. I'm making sign language to Eric so he doesn't cry. We put you. We put you in the middle. We put you in the middle so we can. I put you. me in the middle. It's kind of <laughs> hard to see on camera. <laughs> you need a big felt tip marker. Okay. It's okay. He's friends. The conga line. He's friends with mental. You know mental. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, right. So if I do know you, I will not name you in a lineup. <laughs> So anyways, please, uh, please so, do the same for me. So, so we work on, we work on, on, on a lot of that balance and traction. And then we really work on, there's all in my world, a motorcycle only does four things. It can accelerate. It can decelerate. You can initiate a turn and then you can control a turn, but off-road it's very rare that you get to purely control a turn because it's traction is always changing and stuff. So you're constantly initiating, reinitiating, you know, kind of doing this stuff and, and, and so when we break it down and kind of explain how you should think about it, hopefully you, after you've taken our, like our basic two day class, you walk away and you should never have to come back here again because you've if, them if you just, basics. if, if you're out doing something and something goes wrong, you should be able to break it. What was I trying to do? Was I trying to accelerate? Was I trying to decelerate? Was I initiating a turn? Was I control? What was I doing? And then what went wrong? And, it, and you go, well, I was out of balance and then I didn't respect the traction. And so it's a real simple but crazy advanced um, at the same time. How much does it cost for a two-day course? Uh, last season was eleven hundred dollars for the two eleven hundred dollars. Eleven hundred. How many people in a in a class? We used to get eighteen, but it was slow. It was slow in the spring. Oh, no wonder you live in this mansion. Yeah, <laughs> with a vibrating chair. <laughs> right. So. Uh, yeah. So he's he's from the he's from the old. I, I fired the conga line. I wasn't very popular with those guys, evidently, because because they 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 wouldn't ride the bikes all night. They would just ride them as long as they wanted to. Then they would park them because it was supposed to be a 24 hour test. And if I said 24 hour test, it was a motherfucking 24 hour test. Here, I'm going to chalk that one up for me. Uh, you just take one away from Jerry. Generous. OK, I can tell it's probably better to take Generous. one. Yeah, take one away from Jerry. 
because I didn't like that fake. I didn't like that fake media stuff. It was it's popular now. It's getting more popular. That's why I'm not any good at it anymore. So anyways, you know, Victor has a question for fake media stuff. What's that? I might get in trouble if I say this. Yelling, yelling. Let me finish. Yelling announcers at Nitro Circus. Right from the beginning, before anything's ever happened. <laughs> Wait till something exciting happens and then turn the volume up loud. Are the Nitro Circus tours even still going on? I don't know. Just hey, yeah, a lot of yelling and it's called manufactured enthusiasm. But I digress. So what? So is that why you waited until we started the second half of the show before you yelled? Because that was the exciting part? No, uh, I can't tell you why I yelled in detail because it's time for Tech Talk Taco Tuesdays. Rooster Endo, brought to you by Takamoto. I, I didn't, I'm not very good at that announcing thing. Ladies and gentlemen. There we go. <laughs> All right. Matt, get this thing ready. <laughs> Ladies <right>. and gentlemen. <laughs> We're going to go. Cerveza Vittoria. Masabrosos que nunca. The PC didn't you like You can that. just start up. You can just start by putting her picture back up again. We have three more pictures to show. Oh, we do. Oh. Let's do hey Jerry, Jerry, tell, tell everybody how they can become a member of your good team with a bad name. Run a sticker, ride your dirt bike, have fun, don't be a douchebag. That's pretty simple. How would how would one go about acquiring? I know there's lots of way to acquire a fuck you, and that I don't have to get a thing for that um, sticker because like there's different. I I'm I kind of uh, hoarded the Nevada chapter stickers. Yeah. And basically, I have to see you riding in Nevada. Which is only fair. Especially if you ride with me, then you definitely get one. But if, right. if I run into you and I see you riding and you look like you're not being a douchebag and the you're Las on your Vegas dirt bike, chapter. all that stuff. Yeah, I, I it was prompt Nevada based. But, you know, we we just you know, sometimes things come flying out of the toilet. Gene, you ever seen that happen before? <laughs> only when I come to here. <laughs> okay. No, so. Yeah, you fly back out of the toilet, back yeah. over to Las Vegas. Yeah. So that's how you get, that's how you would get a, a Fuck You Nevada. I trade them sometimes with other guys that I know are doing the chapters and stuff. There's a little outsider, outsider trading going on. The thing with acquiring swag from Fuck You Racing is it's very small. I'm the only one that does it and I only make stuff every now and then. And it's only in quantities, averaging around 50 items or whatever. But I am actually doing because sh- I'm sick of having to ask my friends to help me ship things out. So I'm going to do a little Shopify page and pretty soon I'm going to kick it off. I'm just working out the quirks with my buddy, Nick Nall. And usually I'll just stick a, a few stickers in there when I sell something yep. like the hat you're wearing. This is, the hat was never for sale. There's only like six of these. Um, I stick some stickers in there and that's it, you know, sell a shirt pop a couple of stickers in there. Sometimes I do a sticker pack and whatnot. But if you look on the fuck you Facebook page and our Instagram, yeah, follow maybe them. down the track, yeah, you'll see, them. you know, because if we sell some shit, we sell some shit. And if we don't, we don't care because we is me upside down. So there you go. I'm not going to be rich. Take a picture of the coffin up. Is that too, is that too, too, too quick? No, do that right yeah, now. just do the coffin. This is, this is what Jerry's talking about. No, I was, I'll tell you about the coffin. 
Yeah, that's it's, okay. I had this idea. <laughs> that sounds funny. I had an idea. I wanted to build a homemade coffin, which was scary because it was only about as big as a small child. Well, so that's 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 okay. But I'm going to describe this for all the people that listen to us in the podcast format. Oh, I forgot the photos don't go to yeah, your the ears. photo. Yeah. So what you're looking at is a is a child sized coffin built with a Jerry nice uh, aged wood from 50, a fence. fifty year old fence slats from Australia. <laughs> Uh, you got some nice planting soil in there that has the shape of a uh, supercross track. I took it to Cruzic's Ride Pack Park in um, Victoria, Australia, and I had Dan Cruzic bring over a bucket load of nice loam. And then you know how kids went at the beach; they build a little motocross track and they oh, yeah. get their little plastic bikes and go. Bang, bang, bang. Kids, well, kids, oh, wait, they, wait, right here, yeah, like Travis. Don't they, pu- don't they, push the swing arm. They do the little, eh, 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 you know, right. So I brought that over there and. Uh, Mark Jones, uh, one of the great motorcycle uh, motorsports photographers from Australia, took the picture for me, and it's it looks bitching. Yeah, Chris Smith of WER fame made the little um, patina. Chris, world champion, world champion, Chris Smith, second overall at a Incas Rally. Yeah. Anyhow, the point of this isn't if you ride dirt bikes, you will die. The point of is this is you are going to die. So you might as well ride a fucking dirt bike. Okay, yeah, that's a strike. To I strike put an extra on that. That's one. okay. Yeah, that was the emphasis. Was so that's well it. Dirt. That's art. That's what people like me think of in our brain. You know, the cacophony of lotto ball things flying around like little skulls flying and dive bombing each other. Like if the monkeys from the Wizard of Oz took acid and had a fight, and they're like, <laughs> so that's before before of. Jerry ends up underneath that supercross track. You you gotta follow him on Facebook and Instagram. That's JB Black. No, that's no. Fuck You Racing. My my personal page is un, unbeknownst to humans. Okay, yeah, it doesn't and, exist. Yeah, I don't. I change my name. Uh huh. Um, but Fuck you, you Racing on Facebook and Fuck You Racing on Instagram. That's F-A-H-Q. If you follow it, that's great. If you don't, that's even better. Okay, I mean, isn't all that what you do though? What What do you mean? Graphic design. Oh yeah, that's what I do for a crust. That means how I earn a living. I do graphic design. So if you want me to draw something with a crayon, pay me. A lot of the things that you see on my designs are Jerry designed. Can we look at the picture of the John Wayne shirt, which is the most famous? Fox here's here's shirt. the thing. Here's the thing about about the the, the Fox U stuff is this stuff. Some of it is because of popular demand is coming back. I thought that I was going to be one of the only people that ever survived and let their shirt because I don't throw anything away and I still have the it's the blue. It's all, it's on, it's a, uh, it's blue and Can whatever. Can look at the picture? Yeah, we got to look at the picture. I don't want to look yeah. at me anymore. So this, <laughs> that was classic. So this shirt, no lie, this is a, a revised version I just did last week of a 30 year old t-shirt that Tom Norton, Otis Norton, and I'll have to say there's two Tom Nortons in Focky Racing, Blackwater 100 winner, Tommy Norton and Otis Norton, my good friend, Tom Norton, designed this many years ago. And I just kind of morphed it around and changed it a little bit. And I'm going to reprint this, but I'm going to reprint it. Probably this is like will be the fifth time I've ever done this shirt. And I'm never going to print it again because I'm over people asking me about it. So more whiskey, fresh bikes for my men. Soon to be out, possibly, but on a limited quantity because I'm not Walmart. I'm definitely not Target. 
You know what I'm saying there, kid? Wink. Hey. And if I sell and, some stuff, I sell some stuff. And if I don't, I don't care. And we did a handshake deal underneath the table like right now. And you didn't see it because it was blocked there that he wasn't going to step on the uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday shirt premiere because we're both, you know, in this together, this whole T-shirt thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that everybody yeah. needs to have a T-T-T-T right. shirt. Right. T-T-T-T is like trying to spell banana and you don't know when to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Eric Featherston's defending himself from those things. He said he took a union break unbeknownst to the editor. Well, if the editor was doing his job at the time, he would have been up there cracking the whip. And if you ask anybody that rode any one of our test bikes, uh, I was an asshole. And then I was worse when they didn't ride the bikes. <laughs> I think Eric's at his thousand word limit already. So he needs to just. He's a fan take of the show. He's, he's, he's getting top. I'm just busting his chops. Come on. Okay. So, question if you're in the chat right now, because I'm always super interested, where is everybody at? And then while we're doing that, Matt's going to throw up our first bike from Rooster Ender, brought to you by Tacomoto. That's tacomoto.co. Go there for all of your needs for your bikes. This segment, we. This is the three of us. Sometimes we let Matt talk. We discuss the bike in question after Matt reads off the uh, spec sheet. And so what you're supposed to do is send in the picture, send us your make and model, and then uh, a little bit about your bike. And then we critique it. And I'm seeing a picture of a Tesla with a gas nozzle in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a charging port. Okay. So let's have it. So this is Mike 2016 500 EXE. This is a... Uh Say he says this is his dual sport FMF pipe, G2 ergonomics hand guards, uh, tidy tail, sick ass, uh, tusk hand grip, ODI lock on grips, seem to have G2 throttle tamer, tamer, uh, polysport swing arm and side covers, uh, stealth sprockets, DID chain, E line carbon fork guards, a chair beast 3.1 gallon tank, seem to have Voyager Pro Trail Tech on order, a few other small items, axle pulls, tusk D sport tires worn out in this pick. Uh, new tires are waiting to be mounted, and those are definitely worn tires. Yeah, the front especially. That front one's gnarly, dude. That <laughs> looks like some Flintstone shit. <laughs> so are you at the Tesla thing trying to pick up on chicks or what? I'm confused. Ever take it off any sweet jumps? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the helmet doesn't match the bike, though, for some reason. It's bothering me. Not that, not that I'm ever concerned about. Is the swing on black stock on that or is that? No, it's a plastic. It's a plastic cover that you get when you go super extreme. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm thinking this guy's really wants to go use his bike because he's gone with the aluminum skid plate. But can we get a 2016 500EXC with the same model, almost the same mods before? It's real easy to do. I mean, it's. I, I I think we see more six days bikes this than bike we do seems regular really bikes. Familiar. It's funny the angle of the license plate yep. thing is like like this barely. I know that. Hey, his 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 license plate shocked. is excited to go riding. But yeah. it is. Yeah, it's excited yeah, to go. This riding. is an email submission. I didn't get a last name, but this bike seems really familiar. Okay, well, it's uh, I'm saying because uh, it needs new tires, even though they're on the way. Um, not sure why is it the charging port? Did this guy yeah, Josh, post last I, week in his garage? I, yeah, this bike seems really familiar, but I didn't get a last name on this submission. Is does Josh have another bike in the in the? In Josh, the, Josh has multiple. Josh doesn't have another bike. Oh no, this, one, this bike seems the, really the, familiar. The competitors are ratting each other out. Mm. Okay, let's uh, let's. I'm I'm just gonna go because uh, I'm confused mm. by this thing. Uh, 
I'm going to go endo. I'm going endo. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the photo doesn't really make me want to ride. have to vote. You no. can vote. No, I... No, we don't yeah, yeah, Matt, you weren't supposed to vote. You're supposed to stay out of this a little bit. I got two co-hosts that came all the way into the toilet from Las Vegas to, mm-hmm. to do this. Who says we're from Las Vegas? You keep repeating that. This is the only you place. You know what the words witness protection mean? The only Pay place. attention. The only place that the aliens can land legally in is in Las Vegas. Vegas. I was in Las Vegas today in the parking lot. And I backed out and this lady honked at me. And I go, excuse me. She goes, go to hell. And I said, well, I'm going to prompt this afternoon. Does that count? <laughs> yeah okay so let's see why is the front tire worn backwards is claiming endo what do you guys say too much bitumen bitumen too much asphalt asphalt okay yeah i don't like the front straight lining on asphalt doesn't look like the thing would be very fun endo whenever i see dirt bikes in the back of a pickup truck if you're in a light the first thing i look at is the tire wear i don't know why Mm -hmm. i just always look and see if Oh, so and, and the center see, knobs are the center knobs yeah, right. worn out. When you see the front tires rolled the wrong way, and you're just like, that guy's just been riding that down the road. Yeah. You know? Is it okay mm-hmm. if an adventure bike in the back of a truck has a really worn out tire like that? I don't because I don't know that much about adventure. They wear they, they wear really oh, weird. I would want to know if, put the with the big square knobs. You just, anyway. you just ride it up the ramp into the back. Didn't you hear Erica say that I should start a show where I just unload and unload and recycle? Mysterious, mysterious Erica, you keep mentioning. Anyhow, can we get the next submission? Next, next submission, yeah. Can. Indeed. This is a show about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. All right, so next one up is going to be from Matt Huff. Let me zoom this out. So Here we've got here. Alaska. We've got uh, Huntington Beach. Eric probably has a lot of tattoos. He's from Huntington okay. Beach. So Matt Huff, 2018 uh, 450 EXCF, uh, 2-inch Moto Labs lowering kit, GR tuner, Psycho handguards, Cengage graphics, key relocate kit, IMS tank, TM oil cap, recluse core, FMF Q4, uh, sick ass rear fender elimination eliminator kit with LED front S and D rear uh, rear lights, brand new Motil IT tires, D small kit that has TKC80s on it, and it's lowered two inches and the lowered seat there. What's up with the front tire? It's a it's a it's a it's the stock tire that it comes with, and it's oh, like they're they're horrible in the so, dirt. So how big is that tire? Is that like a three twenty five? I don't know. They're all metric now. Uh, it would be it would it would be a, a two seventy five. Yeah, three hundred maybe. Maybe. So would you ever run a, a three twenty five in the front? You ever run big tires on the front? So now there's a really popular called. So there's ninety one hundred would be the normal size, and then there's these eighty one hundreds that are. I'm sorry, 8100s are the standard ones like we've always been running right. and 9100s are now these, they call them fatty tires and they're really, really popular. Uh, there's certain conditions where, yeah, I would absolutely run them, but for the most part, anytime I'm getting anything that has ruts, like anything that's kind of ruddy, even if it's kind of sand ruddy, they they're little, they grab a little too much traction. Really? They they really they float a little better, but they do kind of, they kind of hunt and wander. It always ran like a 325 on the front of my... So CR 2018. I just like the way they steered for yep. some reason. And some people do. And and like I said, for me, they steer a little bit too much. And like they don't, they don't kind of um they don't they, they and then and then when they when they do that, then they don't bite when you really want them to kind of bite in. But it's a it's a characteristic and uh what's in the front spoke? It's probably a reflector. Is that is that 16 on center? Or is that 24 on center on the framing there? Is it uh because I don't see a lot of the the fire blocks in there. Tighten that garage up a little bit. No comment. Got the loading ramp in the picture too. Yeah, foreground. Foreground. Yeah, Is there, he's, she's trying to get it's the Harbor Freight stuff right there. <laughs> so, are we trying to zoom into the back or? 
Uh, no, I was just. I, is, is this is this picture a lot? Uh, a, a lot. It's a lot wider. Yeah. A lot wider. Yeah. Inconsistency is in the image sizes. Right. So. Is it is that a is that a cement floor or dirt floor? What are we looking at here? <laughs> just, I, I think it's cement it. floor. I, picture. It's a cement floor. See, look at the line back there. Yeah, picture's horrible. Uh, not super stoked on the uh, on the tire, although the bike looks pretty good. It looks like this is a true dual sport used bike, though. Like with the the yeah, and if you're and if you're gonna ride fifty fifty, you know, like if they say fifty fifty dual sport, uh, that uh, those tires are fine for that. They're actually some of the better ones. And then again, every now and then you get pulled over by the cops, and you got to prop a knobby on there, and they get all locked up because the wife didn't pat them in the right area in the morning before they left for work and you get a ticket. So there you go. If you're on the road a lot, maybe right. get the hurt me tire on the Do front. they really watch that for DOT tires? If the, if the, if the, if the police officer wants to be a bag is the word I was going to say a very thorough and um, knowledgeable of the, uh, uh, the, uh, the traffic code. Yeah. Yes, they can, they, they can, can go after They can go after If you have illegal tires on it, just like on, your car or whatever, you know. Can I jump in sideways for a second? What would stop you? Remember that tell the quick story about there's a little place that there's 25 mile an hour speed limit that Gene drives down where Gene lives a lot. And you get pulled over <laughs> by the cop. Alienville. He gets it's, pulled over by the cop. It's a classic place. Miles 25 miles an hour. People get bagged there left and right. They hide in this parking lot. He gets pulled over and. So I'm it's right by the airport and everybody runs. 35 miles an hour, there's 25, no matter yeah. what, right? I'm new to the town. I get pulled over and the guy goes, see how fast you're going? I go, not really, because you're going 47 and a 25. Well, I never even saw the sign. I go, oh, man, I haven't had a ticket in a long time. He goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. He goes, well, if I show you my NASCAR license, will that help no, you? No. <laughs> he, he said, what are you, a NASCAR? No. no. Oh, no, go, that's right. He goes, go he goes back, oh, I was go going back 47. To the beginning I was going 47. And the guy goes, what do you think you are, a NASCAR driver? And I said, if I show you my license, will you give me a break? Because I had a valid NASCAR driver yeah, yeah. at the time, right? And uh, he goes, really? He goes, let me see. So I show him the license. He looks at it and he goes, well, I'll tell you what. I'll let you go if you tell me who my favorite driver is. And I go, hmm. Probably an asshole. So he probably likes Tony Stewart because Tony was a little rough at the back. <laughs> I go, uh, Listen. I go, Tony Stewart. And he goes, how'd you know? He goes, I'll let you go. Let me, let me go. You let him go because he had the license and he guessed the thing. Oh, boy. So, yeah. hey, suck it. <laughs> okay, so was that last one so, a uh, rooster endo? Endo. Matt Huff. Yeah, endo. Endo. I, 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 it didn't make me want to ride. I thought, to it was, I thought it was a nice bike. Mm -hmm. and, and it and it but for some reason it just it wasn't fitting into my something wheel. special right you want something that sticks out not just another dual sport bike another ktm no i mean i mean sometimes the the, the bikes stick out for some reason or another and and uh, that well, reason in a picture of my cr500 again what would that can i get in on this yeah. yeah yeah as long as you're not sitting right there and voting on your own bike i mean that's the well, one i'll abstain i'll abstain <laughs> <It'll stay. laughs> um i don't know it, it's it's uh, we just talk about the bikes and sometimes we see something on the bike and it prompts a good discussion. Like we had about tires sometimes or whatever. The bikes are awesome. Sometimes no, they're man, sometimes they're really awesome. Sometimes the photos are awesome. I've been on it. I've been like uh, for past like, six months, I've been on a photo trip, right, Matt? Yeah. 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 Mostly about the photos. So, which I, I just kind of, kind of find it interesting. I, and I don't even focus sometimes on the bike. Like I was just like joking about the, the framing the presentation. Then. Yeah. It's, it's about everything. I mean, sometimes they tell a, one guy told a really bitching story. Mm -hmm. That was good. I mean, just and, and one guy forced his children to 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 submit something. The whole family submitted. 
Yeah. The, the, yeah. And so the next week, you know, we made fun of him for forcing his daughter or son to get money. You know, Are you he's talking a, about that guy over in Europe that put his daughter in the thing and made seven babies with her? No, 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 oh, not that one. All right. No, yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah. That was creepy. So, right. so no, one, one of the guys, he, 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 I think he forced his family. Kind of made his, uh, Remember that guys? Remember the, I he was did. the executive producer of On Any Sunday, too. Oh, wow. But I'm not going to answer. <laughs> oh, that's the guy that wore the sunglasses. Okay, next right, one, well, man. Yeah, next question here is the uh, next one. Endo, here. take better picks. This okay. is from Ren Bennett. 2017 450 EXEF six days, Vortex ECU, Orite three. I think he missed a big mod on this list. Oh, he just said everything right there. Yeah, that, that was it. I wonder. I wonder if the track so, on it. So oh. here's here's the funny thing about this is so there are people that are just listening to this right now, and it's a what is it again, Matt? One more time. 2017 450 EXCF six days. Do you ride that in the snow? I would hope so. He, yeah, because he, he doesn't say that it's a, converted it's to a, a snow bike. A, yeah. So Have you ever ridden so, a snow bike? So a lot of times I don't even look at the pictures. I'm just so enamored with my guests. I just sit here and I stare at you guys and I'm just like <laughs> that's this. Not that's tonight. Weird. Yeah, that's I just not that's tonight. Weird. Oh come I'm on, you're now you're uncomfortable. I'm my chair over. Over. Good. At least at least we got to this point. <laughs> have you have you ever ridden a snow bike? <laughs> yes, I have. I, I haven't for a few years, and I heard they've come a long ways. When when I was riding them, they were just really starting to experiment with the front tracks, which are making crazy, crazy differences. Like right. this one guy had four different front tracks ski. and front every, ski. yeah, front ski. Sorry. You're right. Actually, you know, I, I never ever ride. I used to race snowmobiles. So that's why I know. Yeah. So the, so, so the, uh, they were Jimmy playing around Jarrett with those. They got, rides mm, those. You know, Jim, you know, Christini made one with a front track. Really? Yeah. That actually had it connected and had it had two two wheel drive double ended like a Rokon. Right. I don't I don't think it went anywhere because <laughs> they're not making them anymore. Actually, you know how much horsepower you need to drive that thing. But anyways, so the, Jim, we're, we're, doesn't we're, Jimmy Jarrett race those snow bikes? I, I'm pretty sure he does. Didn't he start at, uh, start out a career? Ronnie Renner wrote co- those a few times, right? Country singer. Yeah, Renner was doing it. Oh, not Jimmy Jarrett's won the Moose Run like four times. Yeah. Or, or more, I don't know, but I know he's won it at least four times. So, yeah, we're looking at a snow bike. We don't have a lot of information about it. The background's awesome. The background does look awesome. I'd cook meth right there up in the left <laughs> in that little hollow. <laughs> uh, I, oh, okay, you guys start. I I, I, and, go ahead. I think it's pretty. I like the picture. Okay. Uh, Gene, I, so, Gene's saying. took a lot of time to get so, that. So, the, the, you have two choices here, roost or endo. This is a roost. And it's definitely not for sale because this used to be called roost endo for sale because a while people would just take their classified ad and put it up here and then say, as seen on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I can say it looks like it's a lot of fun. I'm not voting roost or endo. I'm just saying you look at that and you're like, how could you not get on that thing in that powder in that area and not have fun? Yeah, the condition. Even if you didn't know how to ride it good mm -hmm. and you were going straight, you would be having fun. So back to riding these things, Jerry, and this is the amazing thing is that they're they're. They're, it's amazing where you can go on those things. They go places you just look at it and you go, I can't ride there. And no, you can ride there. They're they're incredible. Uh, pretty easy. Once you just kind of get over the fear of like, what the hell am I doing? You just start going with the flow and it's it's amazing. That condition looked like you needed another foot of snow, believe it or not. Like it, the you know, like not super deep powder, but you want a certain amount of power and then you can just powder and then you can go anywhere. And the more power you can have, the better on those things. Uh, he said he needs more fuel. I agree. That's what Craig Albert says. Um, and Victor's throwing out other kind of Heisenberg, Jerry Heisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next photo. I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. I'm the one who knocks. <laughs> All right, up next is uh, Paul uh, Brainston. And there's a big problem with this submission, but you'll figure it out after looking at this picture. I already see the tires. 2022 what do we have in a C500. That's what I was just saying to Gene. Look at the back tire. Yeah. yeah. Athena, get uh, SXF silencer. Intake reads are deleted. SXF 450-44 millimeter throttle body. Desmogged. KTM coolant reserve tank. Rear discard. 1445 gearing. A cherry skid plate. Fork uh, guards. Sh uh, shock sock. Sick ass LED headlight. Husky folding left mirror. GPS mount on the mirror mount. Motion Pro fork bleeders. Swing arm saver. Moto's desert tires, which is not in the picture. Wait. As is all of those mods. Okay. So is is Moto's having a contest where you send a picture of your bike to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday with the stock Continental tires on it and claim you're going to get Moto's? Do you think this is a happening right now? This sounds Maybe. like a conspiracy. I'm going to call somebody at Moto's and find the out. The snow bike had more tread on it than that freaking thing. <laughs> snow bikes have gnarly treads. Well, tracks. But uh, Quick snow bike story that isn't a snow bike story. That's a snowmobile story. Okay, sounds good. When I covered Snowcross, we were in Valcor, Canada. Coldest place I've been in my whole life. 40 below zero. Unbelievable. Um, guy jumps. A mod sleds. You know what the tracks look like on them. It's like a couch they with chains. on them. Yeah, yeah. It's like a couch with chainsaws underneath. He jumps and I, oh, I wish I could remember the kid's name because he's a hot shit. He got landed on his head. Broke a hole in his helmet. You could take three fingers and put them through the hole. The helmet was like that big and it cut his head. He was, he was okay. Knocked him right off his sled. Just got landed on by a mod sled. Broke a hole in his helmet and he didn't die. It was cool. And blood in the snow. It's so colorful. It's kind of like a whole peppermint patty, like candy cane thing. I liked it. <laughs> it's good for TV. Good for TV. TV's good. Ratings. Podcast pictures, not so what, much. So what was wrong with that? What was wrong with that bike besides? <laughs> None of the mods are in this photo. This the, is the, like the, the, got the, home from the dealership, took this picture, and then started modding it out, but submitted this picture. Well, that tire came from a dealership? Like That's a stock exhaust. Yeah, uh well i you 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 might be right i can't tell because the ss x muffler kind of looks a little bit like that but i can't really yeah can't tell it looks it's small like he didn't ride it but then he just like, yeah it's, oh, hold on there, there is a headlight right there yeah he does have a headlight but the cherby's uh fork guards but those look stock to me okay you sure he's not talking about the plastic piece on the bottom the little fork guard lug on the bottom that oh, little protector because be. those i i have those on one of my bikes they're really good yeah they're really those things. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna smash, I have some. Um, Wait, SXF, SXF silencer. Oh, you know, I might be totally off on this. That would be the first time, but it wouldn't be the first time. Don't believe me either. So the, the those fork lug guards are way better than putting that big giant front disc protector on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so promo uh, um, bulletproof designs makes some really nice aluminum ones. If you're going to smash it in the extreme enduro world, Smashes or if you're just going to, this show. if you're going to go riding just enduros at Cherby, at Cherby's makes some uh, nice ones there too. So, uh, endo. Why? Actually, I think a lot of these mods are in this picture. I just didn't realize it. What did the snow bike get rooster? In? They're more subtle. Yeah, but anyway, why, why did the, the, even the chats like totally on with me? Why did I, I, I it's kind of funny cause I don't know why I did this, but earlier today I said, if I don't like any of these bikes, we're pushing the, Hundred bucks the to next. Nobody got right. roost though. Next week. Oh, roost doesn't. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, root. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I know. I'm roost. just saying. Oh. Out of all these, the snow bike is roosting the most. Right. That's all I'm saying. Figuratively and uh, yeah. Okay. So, so end up from everyone on that one. 
Yeah. Endo. Endo. Paul Weiss. Brinson. And I, yeah, it's that it didn't, it would be special. I'm not voting because I've got too many death threats pending already. (laughs) All right. So this one, this is from a a viewer who's actually submitted before, uh, but this is a different bike that they built up. So this one right here is from Benjamin uh, Bach the third. This is a fresh build on a 22 KTM 500 EXEF. Make the, that picture bigger. Just go ahead. And it's already it's already the wrong framing for yeah. the picture. So you're going to get dinged yeah. on that. Well, he get kicked out of the house. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, okay. We're just living just, with that. Just run run away with this. So but. this bike was built for long range multi-day trips on the BDR trail system of America. The build was literally everything in the Bulletproof Designs catalog. Sleep. So uh, seat concept seat sponsor taco moto yep taco moto two two sponsors takamoto.co offset mirror perch right low you pro. put the website takamoto.co <laughs> yep low pro oil cap get ecu mother of all oil filters 3k fuel pump uh 250 hour fuel filter and regulator tie detail fork wrap around signals and pretty much uh, anything else they sell moscow moto outfitted their 80 liter bags and a true north moto Moto's rack holds it all together. Enduro plate highway pit dirt bikes, uh, wrap around hand guards, mounted to a set of flex handlebars, attached to a BRP no, I mean uh, dampened sub base, rocking a Scott system, oh, BRP and TMD furnishings for all the skid and chain guards. A Ruby R7 light illuminates the dark night sky with intensity. A one of one customs graphics kit by Takamoto's uh, adorns the plastics. IMS 4.5 gallon tank, frontline suspension of Las Vegas, fully tuned, valve resprung PDS shock and forks. Garmin tread is mounted to the flex bars. Swift kicker kickstand, and they'll email us a full build list if we're still reading. Get get the foot. Did he talk about the foot pegs? Nope. He's got big foot pegs on that, doesn't he? They look big. They look big. Okay. First of all, horrible photo. Like yeah, that's a really bad picture. Like that's I. It's artsy. He needs to mow his lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at the knobs on that lawn. Well, hey, the good thing about it is it at least, at least it has no, at least it has knobs on it. Yeah, he's got he's got some knobs and he's got his little Michelin man there, so he's got his knobs. Uh, I'd like to see I, th- that, that bike. Is that dog poop or the kickstand? Uh, it's kickstand. What's yeah, the I, headlight on that? Uh, Ruby. Ruby Moto headlight. If you filled one? up all those bags and let the clutch out, you'd flip over. That's why I'm saying that this bike cannot endo. It just physically couldn't because it'd be. It roosts. It, this, the, the, it, it might be roosting by default because yeah. if this guy, if this guy got on his brakes really hard, KTM uh, five hundred by Kardashian. Hey, you know what else I just spotted? Because <laughs> it's hard for me to see because it's they a little bit it. behind the light. Front rotor discard. These are my favorite products ever known to man. It's, is it uh, bulletproof designs? Oh yeah, I see do, that. Do you list that? He lists the entire. He said the entire bulletproof designs catalog. No, okay. exa- like that is no exaggeration. So it's on there. So I wonder, do they make do they make billet foot pegs? Uh, they do. Yeah, yeah, because those Cause are, we we have them on the two hundred and fifty FX. Yeah, so so that bike probably wheelies by default. And if you were to, if you were to get on the front brake really hard, and and try to endo this bike, you would do a number of things. Explode the front disc rotor, which I know something about because I actually did this. Uh, had a front disc rotor explode. Horrible experience. Uh, you would bend the forks. If your front brakes worked perfectly, the forks would bend and the bike would buckle so it wouldn't endo. Um, and you'd hit your dick on the gas. Or, or it would start endoing and the whole subframe with all that luggage on it would break off. 
And then, and then, and then since it's so heavy, it would actually, when it finally broke off and hit the wheel, it would bring it back down. So you can't, you can't, uh, endo on this bike. So I guess by default, it kind of, it kind of roost. What does it say? Does he have a, does he have a, a banner on his tree or is it, what's that up there, Matt? Can we that's, see? That's, uh, is, or is he, is he, is he got the catalog? It's on the handlebars. Is he, is he got a catalog? It's probably a catalog. Yeah, it's in the handlebars. I have something. Yeah, you can just open it, spread it up a little well, bit there. I'm, so I'm working on it. Okay, yeah. It says gear hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really, not really sure. Yeah. It double take. It looks like double take mirrors too. Another sponsor. It's got the good seat. That's a that's a kind of a roosty bike for a backcountry discovery, but man, a little heavy on the luggage. Mm-hmm. I would. I would uh, pack a little bit lighter, I would think. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just going to have to because it can't endo, it has to roost. Gene, it looks you know. Is it better? Is it better than a street legal CR five hundred? No. Okay. But if you filled the bags full of money, it'd be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> okay, which one would you want to ride more than a hundred miles? This? Oh, I do. Or a street legal CR500. Yeah, I've ridden a CR500 100 miles. And that's enough? That was more than enough. I bought a KTM <laughs> 300 after that. So you're kind of a two-stroke guy. Yeah, I guess. That's the way it sounds. Jerry? What? You remember you're part of the show. I know you showed me I told you time. I'm not voting. I haven't voted on one. I'm just making observations. So, so I'm you're, pleading the fifth. So you're I have gonna, multiple death threats pending. I'm not going to vote because if I vote, somebody would be like, oh, that guy's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. So just to be I, different, we're going to say endo for you. No, I would say roost on that one. Okay. I'm glad that you oh, thought I that. Voting. I'm yeah. say no, endo. I would say if I was possibly voting. What do you think? I'm at the prom and I'm putting it in halfway. I think the coffee's starting to wear off. This is good. Gene's going to buy me a coffee on the drive back. Do you promise you that? To not, we have a, to it, not Las yeah. Vegas. In, in the other in the other house, we have a little coffee machine. It does some the stuff. The house Erica lives in? No, no. The one that the schoolhouse. <laughs> You're going to leave the show tonight? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, Her furniture looks great from the driveway. <laughs> you mean all the furniture out in the lawn like no, everybody has in front of say. Yeah. Your furniture looks great from the driveway. <laughs> I if I mean, if I technically was a stalker. Yeah, I didn't catch that one. <laughs> Okay. Uh, do, you, do you have any winners this week? Where are we rolling it over? I, the, the, the for me, the only possible one would be that last one. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not. The feeling, picture's too I'm bad. I'm not feeling it on the photo. Yeah, they're just, the effort that's going into these guys is not worth the hundred bucks. But seriously, if you take it from a blue collar perspective, not a, I, a lot of people don't know how to frame photos. You see it all the time. They're taking a picture and I go, oh, let me see how that came out. And you look and there's all this dead area. So it's kind of, I know what you're saying. Kind of like the photo we took of us in front of the Mexican restaurant. No, but I didn't see that one. But I'm just saying in general, vague brushstroke. Right. The photo, eh, not everybody knows how to take a picture. I totally, I totally agree. I agree with what you say. When it's a good picture, it moves them better. It does. But what are you looking for? What's the criteria to win? Hand job from a midget. Uh, it's getting closer. <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, just, I, I personally you say I, that on here. 
It's not, <laughs> on, on. It's not, it's on, not on the band words list. list. <laughs> I'm improvising. Yeah, so when your kids are asking you what is a hand job from a midget, <laughs> you can say he's the guy oh, that polishes like, my rims. No, yeah. on the fender, that black strap uh -huh. on the back foot. Yeah, oh, the, that's the when tugger. You, need a, you need a hand. Okay, hand from a midget. Yeah. Right. Like at the Gilles <laughs> if you're not French. So was that a no on the winners? I don't know. What do you think, Matt? I'm going to go to somebody who is way past their Michelob Ultra thon over there. Oh, yeah. Those only last for the first hour. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not really stoked on any of these ones. Uh, it, I do feel be, bad for saying this bike was all stock, but now I'm looking at the picture a little bit more detailed and like, no, it's... Oh, you make mistakes all the time. You should yeah. live in my shoes. It's nonstop. Hey, humility is a great skill to have. Um, I don't know. I'm, uh, the last one. I'm not really stoked. The, the, it's between the last one and the snow bike. I like the snow bike picture a lot. The picture is the best one of the bunch. Yeah. By far and away. Just it, it makes me want to go ride that snow bike. Well, and I didn't really like snow bikes on my limited experience. Yeah. Just because he actually stopped a snow bike and walked 10 feet back and mm -hmm. took a picture, which is no different than any of those guys taking pictures in the garage in reality, except he actually went out and rode it. Yeah. And for that, Jerry, I was just reading people suggesting rollover. <laughs> No, I would, I, would, I, would say roll, I would say roll it over. Roll it over. Because then you're going to have more incentive because it's a bigger. And you're, do you're bigger, also, how, bigger how many do you have in the queue right now? Uh, we have none left in the none queue. None left in the we, queue. We okay. You're also this, okay. explaining well, actually, to no, people there, there, there should the be a couple in the queue. The loop, a better photo. Close. Have knobbies on your motorcycle. If you don't have decent tires, come on. You well, think we're not going to pick up on it? Hey, if, you're, if, your tire, if your bike has horrible tires on it and you ride it to a cool location and you shoot a photo of it, then you're out riding the bike. And it's just like, and I understand people are sitting there. It's, it's 10 o'clock. I'm close to it, it feels like. 10 o'clock and wherever. Maybe, you know, in Australia, it's tomorrow. We have people that watch the show in the future and they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to submit my bike. So they walk out into their garage like right now and take a picture of it or they're listening to this thing and they're coming on their way home from work and they roll out and they go, oh, I'm just going to take the picture. They roll their bike out of the garage and shoot a picture of it with, you know, and and then they send it in. And I mean, that's that's great if, if it's the most awesome bike or you can tell a really good story about it or something like that. It can carry it. But I, I, I always kind of want to see just a little bit of effort. You know, roll it and have Jimmy add another 100 out of Jerry's pocket next week. He said to the graphic designer of T-shirts who designed the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday T-shirt for free. I will not give him a hundred dollars. He will not give me a hundred dollars. I will give him stickers and free stuff. And I was going to give you a fuck you hat, but now I'm going to give it to Jimmy. Okay. And we'll, we'll add it to the, to the list. Yeah, let's let's. Okay, you know we're what? rolling over. Let's let's. Uh, yeah, it's a snow bike, not a dirt bike. It, hey, it's right. He's riding it off road, so I'm all cool with that. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and roll. I think uh, the executive decision, the decision in the chat, if you've been watching the chat, is to kind of roll it over, and that will pump up the incentive for next week's Takamoto Roost or Endo with a $200 gift certificate. We've done it before. Mike had no problem with it. Uh, I didn't hear any. Yeah, good. Complaints, so. Yeah, it's gonna. Cool. We're gonna get way better submissions and. Uh, that was uh, that was awesome. So you're sending a picture of your CR500 in. Well, I'm not going to be here next week, so I'm eligible, right? Right. I think you should send in a picture of your ice bike. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that means you don't just roll it out of the garage and have Jerry, the art director, shoot a photo. There'll be of no it. problem with the knobbies on that That's one. That's right. <laughs> the freaking spikes. This big. I saw it at the I saw it at the Motorsports Hall of Fame. No, and the I, other one. You haven't seen the other one. You sent me a picture of it, didn't you? No. 
No? Not this one. It's okay. Else. Yeah. So, hey, I, I tell you that if you are in Vegas and you're cruising on Fremont Street, which everybody does, go to Gene's go-kart place. And here's how to find it. Just have like seven or eight drinks and then just start wandering around and just bumping into places. And when you go to a place that has go-karts, that's the right place. Because it's the only just one go with go-karts. Go to Denny's and get something to eat and then yeah. come out of Denny's and turn left and it's right there. Yeah. So it's kind of down. It's down. We'll call it the the east end of the covered up Here's what part. you do. You go to Fremont Street. There's two ends of, of Fremont Street. One is Main Street mm-hmm. and the other end is Las Vegas Boulevard. Is Las Vegas Boulevard. But just before Las Vegas Boulevard, the last block yeah. is 4th Street. When you cross over 4th Street, right there's Denny's on the left. You just hook a left and go and you back go around yeah. the corner and there's the go-kart track. Yeah. It's 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 like usually like 5th Street performers south of the kick me in the balls guy. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's that's and and if you haven't seen that guy, and if you smell wow. marijuana, you're on Fremont Street. <laughs> or those cigars. Yeah. Some that's yeah, the Febreze hey, of go, Las Vegas. Go oh. check that out because that is the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame Motorsports Museum. There's some cool bikes in there. There's some cool plaques. And free. And if if go karting isn't free, the museum's free. Right. Yeah. Go karting's not free. And and if you if you if you find my uh, the placard thing and take a picture of it and text me. Then I'll text Gene and tell him that they'll let the turn the go karts up to level five. No, go. eleven, which is good because they go to four. <laughs> I want like them it. turned up to Tommy Norton. I, I like I like eleven. They would only see your plaque if they were standing at the urinal. So I know that's it's in the it's 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 on the wall right in the urinal in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where it belongs. Can you get me Ricky Brabeck's autograph? I he has. We have. There's one right there. There's. No, I want you to get oh, me, me his autograph it, to Jerry, blah, blah, blah. Okay, on a, on a shirt. One of the no, shirts. not on a shirt. Hey, when we do this drop of shirts, one of the shirts, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, we have one. Uh, uh, it's right there. It's a white one. But I'm going to throw it. Yeah, I'm going to throw. It's one of our color samples. I'm going to throw the Ricky Brabeck shirt into someone's as a as like a surprise gift. Signed by Signed by Dakar, Rick, winner, Dakar winner Ricky Brabeck. Ricky Brabeck. Who often often watches the show and heckles us for our choices in Rooster Endo and then sends us in something that's even worse. So Mike Parsons, I will have my knee tires on and a better picture next week. That was new. New. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm, I only read them as I see them. Knee. Yeah. Uh, I need more taco sauce on my bike. So and then I guess I owe Craig Alberts a hat. Not sure how I did that. You're making T-shirts, not hats. So he's tripping balls. <laughs> we used to have hats. I Sent hats to somebody. I, I probably did. I promise somebody a hat, and I didn't send it to him, Matt. Uh, I, I put. I'll put this. my best people on this, Craig. I, I promise. So, with that, I'd like to thank you guys for coming in. Did, did you have a time limit? I know it's no, past no, your I bedtime. Just, I just last time we were here, which was the first time that we were here, because we were Tech Talk Taco Tuesday Virgins. Yeah, but now we're old and blown out. We were here for two and a half hours. I thought it was an hour long show, and we've been here for. Two and 16. Right. I'm not on a time limit because I don't have a life. I live in a van down by the river, not in Las Vegas. Right. <laughs> That's okay. They There's plenty of van parking's getting a little tough in Vegas these days. Oh, yeah, but right outside. That's why you should rock. hang out in Pahrump because we got a whole place north of town here where it's like van If life. I can go to Seymour's and get Perf- chocolate and a waffle cone, I'm down because <laughs> that ice cream so, was good. Yeah. Hey, see, uh, Mark Daniel says I did send the shirt that I promised to him. It was only like 16 episodes later. He, he won a really shirt, but really good shirt. Don't forget Hot Shoe Hall of Fame event free to everyone January 27th, 2024 at... 
Fremont Street. 450 Fremont Street. It's going to be in the Notoriety Theater on the third Which floor. Which is literally, if you walk out of the go-kart track and take the elevator, which is right across from the go-kart track, and you go up to the third floor and walk out, boom, there's the notoriety. You know the Erica we Last year, we had about a 1,000 people there. Again, it's free. Sponsored free sandwiches by Daylin Woods at Woods Family Sandwiches. Two locations. One's in Boulder and the other one's in Henderson. If you want a good sandwich... Go go there right here, Woods Family Sandwiches. We want to thank Day Lynn for the sandwiches. Hey, um and 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 what, just sorry to interrupt. We got to close out with the Merritt Lawwell HOF sticker. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Put that up on the on the screen. That thing's pretty cool. So if you're if you're listening to this on the podcast format, of course you can't see this sticker, but this is something that Jerry designed up, and it's a pretty cool uh, Hot Shoe Hall of Fame uh, sticker. So you yeah, have anybody, to actually have anybody to, that's seen on me Sunday knows who Mert Lawell is. Right. This is actually a picture from a t-shirt that Mert gave us, and I um grabbed the bike and then his signature off there, and I made my version of it and did it in his Holly Davidson colors and dropped in a modified Hutchu Hall of Fame sticker uh logo. And we just ordered about 220 of them. So we're gonna have them. We're gonna give half of them to Mert because he's awesome and he took everything I said with a grain of salt, which I was actually. He has great stories. Oh, he yeah. Had great stories. He told us a story about smashing his hand, getting it stuck in the front of the bike, and, and just twisting it all up like Quasimodo. And he went in, the doctor's like, wow, this thing's really jacked up. And he said, So you we're going to fuse everything. Yeah, we're going to fuse, gonna fuse it. How do you want it? How do you want he it? goes, Think about it tonight. How you want your hand? You want it a clawed? You want it straight? This and that. And Mert's just like, shit you know so he goes to bed he goes to bed or the next day or that night he calls steve mcqueen his good friend and he tells him wow you know this is what the doctor said they want to fuse my hand he's in the middle of his racing career and steve's like nah forget that and he goes yeah i didn't have a good year race and i really don't have the money for a better operation steve goes hey i'm gonna get you a plane ticket i'm gonna fly you down to my guy in las in los angeles he paid for mert's flight had him picked up at the airport, took him to his doctor. The d- other doctor went, Mert tells me the story, he takes his hand and he waves it around. Thing works perfect. So by the good grace of Steve, pay, McQueen, Steve McQueen, paid, paid, his paid for everything. Bill. Wow. Paid That's for super everything. cool. That's the, so here's the, here's the thing I found super interesting last year at the, at the induction ceremony is the interviews. Like right. the stories that you that you hear and, and and whether it's a story you get just from standing around with some of the guys that are that are talking, uh, which everybody's approachable. You can walk up and, yep. you know, yep. talk to these guys Definitely. or when you interview them on the thing. And we were even talking about doing some, you know, we talked about this, doing some interviews pre and stuff and have these on the, the like content, you know, on the Hot Show Hall of Fame page where because. Right. All of these guys have crazy stories and you can get an hour or two out of any of them. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to interview and talk to these guys just because I want to hear their stories as well. And I think the fans and stuff would really yeah. like this. And some of these stories, we, we need to get them. And you, that's you know. the beauty of the event, because one of the reasons Gene designed this whole Hall of Fame is to get everybody together. And I'm not trying to make it sound like everybody's on death doors. But, yes, it's a lot of an older crowd. But these people are still around. We're trying to get people in while they're here so we can have fun and they can have their moment. So you can finally walk up to your hero. No, it's no, true. No, you, can, you, you can, can finally walk up here and go, you know, he's just sitting in a chair and stuff like that and barely get up out of it. And you go, I can beat you now. That's all you right. kids, all but you kids, this is what you need to do when, when you want us to have, shut up is find us when we're old and come and go, I got you now. People always <laughs> have suggestions of what you should do. And one thing. 
Um, we tried to set the Hall of Fame event apart from other, um, what are they called? When they give shit away. Award ceremony. Award ceremony. Award ceremony. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw it in neutral. And they were like, oh, I thought I was going to be able to come up and say some words. But we inducted how many? A hundred something? Yeah, it was about 75 people. 75 people. So if 75 people come up and they want to have their little moment in the sun, no disrespect, right. we don't have that much time. You should we just did select interviews. You should tell Larry them. Huffman. You should tell them to start their own podcast. Or be a guest on this show. Oh, uh, yeah. You can start your own so podcast and you can talk about yourself the whole time. That I'm trying to segue to <laughs> is we're going to try and modify our program and actually have everybody lined up and we're going to call them up and work it out where they do get to come up and get their plaque. But it's not these long, drawn out windy things because we don't have it's going to be time. a separate stage let me think we're going to have a separate stage in yeah. the other room let them do their it's going like that whole yeah, time we're going to use the second Cause some, some people would love to come in there and sit front row and sit there from beginning to end i right. mean there's people that are into that and there's other people that have their you know that, that only want to see quote the keynote stuff i mean i don't they do that with like the academy awards where like the show goes on for 10 hours but right. then there's like two hours that's the show i mean right. i'm not going to tell you how to run a show because i sure as hell don't know how to do that barely well, did you have fun I had a blast. That's that was yeah. really all what it was all about. And you get to listen to, you know, there's all kinds of racers out there. But how often do you get to listen to Brad Lackey or Kenny Roberts or Ricky Brabeck or any of those guys that 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 are at the upper echelon of racing to be able to talk to them and hear a story about? Yeah. It's not just a general story. I mean, I I've been Kenny Roberts saying stuff you don't want to hear. Yeah, yeah, you know? because because I've been lucky enough to be in the industry and the media and yeah. stuff for a while. I have heard some of these stories. I have had the chance to do that and and. When I tell people about this, like, oh, my God, and you, you see the, ex the excitement to it. And 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 I don't want to say that it became it became normal, but these are just people I was kind of running, running around and, 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 you know, but there was people that I got to see at your event that I hadn't had the experience of, of hearing, talking to uh, had people I hadn't seen for 10, 15 20 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they might've been from a different time frame where our paths crossed, you know, different things, but it was just super, super cool. But as, as far as like, you know, it's a great time to be in Vegas. It's a great time to be in, in the desert. I mean, it's our prime riding season. I, like I said, I want to talk to you about maybe organizing some sort of a, a little bit of a ride. Same, same week. We hold it the same weekend the as the Meekum, Meekum option. So, so bring a lot of stinking money to buy some cool old vintage bikes. Yeah. Or to go to exit 39. Okay. So Which, what do we have to do for the Hot Shoe Hall of Fame to sponsor the show? To sponsor the show? You want to give away a t-shirt, a hat? You want to give away go-kart tickets? What do you want to do? I th so we'll, Think about it. Think we'll about it. Think about it. Let, let it we'll percolate. Show. We'll percolate it. We'll percolate it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of do sponsor the show because I have some hats and some t-shirts, so I'm already good. You know what today's quote is? Some for your viewers. Yeah. No, that's what we... That's that, if, if it's good for the viewers, it's good for me. You know what today's quote is? Uh-uh. Life is a shipwreck, but we must not forget to sing in the lifeboats. <laughs> i i thought it's deep i but that's today's quote like it'll lump it okay that's that's good i i thought it was are you friends on facebook negative <laughs> negative so, bill, bill gussie unfriended me oh really no i'm kidding <laughs> what'd you say bill so? gussie was inducted into the hot shoe hall of fame last year along with jimmy lewis what did you say something bad about pig shit no, he I'm had... gonna chalk myself up for one word. Oh, how many swears do I have left so I can use them up? One, two, three, four. I you took one off, so you got you got a good solid one. 
They're okay. Ready to go. I had a fucking good time tonight. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and with that, we're going to shut this show down. I'm glad all of you guys stuck around and watched. Uh, please tell a friend, share this show uh, with your buddies. Tell them that uh, they'll maybe laugh a little bit, maybe learn something uh, and bring something to the table. Ask questions. We can answer nine out of 10 without referring to a reference manual. Matt, thank you for uh, going to say thanks to Matt yep, for running yeah, the board, pushing the buttons. This thanks time. to Dan Walsh for editing the video from yep. upfront communications because he did that just this afternoon and that was awesome yeah. because the hot shoe hall of fame wants to give away more shoes and we're going to use this little video clip to promote the uh, entity in general and maybe somebody who's really rich and just is sick of carrying it's around all that gold yeah. will just go like take this buy shoes give them to people in need yeah, and Gene, you alien, thank you for picking up Jerry from his van by the river no and teleporting him out here like you always do. Uh, it's awesome, and uh, we're looking for a guy parade next week. <laughs> and Guy, we need to get Guy Giroux. Guy Giroux. <laughs> yeah. Okay, everybody, cheers.